Okay, we are recording. It's a good start. Hello and welcome to this, the Imprendicast, another Carlton podcast, brought to you again by 121 Media and MGA. There's been a reconciliation. My name is Sean Peter Marge, and as always, I'm joined by two idiots, Tim, Timbo Slice, Dr. Davis. What's going on? Well, my dad's got COVID. Oh, why'd you leave <laughs> <laughs> well, well un- unfortunately, it is the biggest thing in my life. Is my I thought you were about to say, I'm glad you said your life. Yeah, yeah. No, exactly right. Because I mean, in Fab and I's life, in the life of our listeners... Kath will be listening. That's true. One of our listeners. <laughs> Does yeah, Kath listen, does she? Kath loves it. Kath, Kath gets the... We, we've got a, a really weird mix of non-Carlton supporters. Got, I've got an Essendon guy who likes a lot of our tweets. Joey's a Footscray supporter. Yeah. Mini Kath's... Fab. A, Kath's a, a cat supporter. Well, Kath, as soon as she gets the notification that it's been uploaded, she's listening immediately. I'm going to start uploading them at four in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> um, Which I love. What did she? What did she make of our AFLW chat? I didn't. I haven't had a chance to chat to Kath about that yet. So that's she, your, that's your job. She's either reserved judgment or refused to give it uh, credence. Which. Both, she just needs both, a bit both of, would be reasonable stances. Just needs a bit of time and a photograph of me to make that effigy. <laughs> <laughs> to, to burn it to the ground. So, yeah. But no, no, my poor parents, they, uh, they've they taken a, a lawn bowls trip to Launceston, as you do when you're in your mid-70s, um, and their group of 14 at the moment, latest count, eight of them have COVID. Dad does, mum doesn't. Um, With those close contact rules are being changed. Craig well, Jack just, Davis. Well, I don't know whether that's Tasmania though. So that's definitely Victoria. So we're we're just trying to keep abreast of exactly where we're at. But um, but obviously seven day isolation. They've got to extend their stay, but they're going to boot them out of where they're currently in. Perfect. So I don't know what the next steps are. So it's a, it's a little bit. It's a little bit. Who's better off the white square mat, Mum or Dad? Well, Mum did win the premiership this year. So. Um, oh. Flags yeah. Davis. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but Dad's the one that takes it more seriously. Dad trains and practices midweek and all Why that sort of stuff. Why is he getting beaten by his wife, who appears to already maintain a semi-interest? Well, they're not going head-to-head. You know, okay. Needless to say, Mum's playing against other women as opposed to... It's lawn bowls. It's, it's, that's one of those sports where there shouldn't be a men's and women's no. division. <laughs> well, and often there's not, actually. They, they do play a lot of mixed as well. So, um, But yeah, anyway, they're down in Launceston, so hopefully they're keeping well. And yeah, it's all about touch and finesse, not, well, not about COVID. COVID. <laughs> oh, lawn bowls. Oh, lawn bowls. Welcome to this in Prendicast, the Lawn Bowls podcast, <laughs> all of a sudden. Now, we had a classic Dr. Davis happening just, was it yesterday or the day before, Fab? I can't remember. Day we'll, we'll introduce Fab in a moment. A classic. So he messages us after the twos game, claiming that he has a, quote, a man on the inside <laughs> who had told him that Jack Carroll had starred on the day. Now, for starters, this game was available free of charge to be streamed. And so, Twitter had blown up saying so Jack Carroll's had a... <laughs> anyone who had the time and a, and a screen in front of them could watch the game. An inside man, you say, Timbo. Fab, was this inside man a club official? Was it a trainer? Was it someone genuinely on the inside? A teammate. Who was this deep throat-like informant feeding Tim information from behind closed doors. It was his good friend, Jay Hyatt, friend yes. of the pod. Yeah. Shout out to Jay. A man who holds no official role with the football <laughs> club whatsoever and only knew Jack Carroll played well because he was standing 
inside the venue. <laughs> <laughs> but the best thing was these two blokes dead set lost their mind trying to work out who my man on the inside was. And it was genuinely, it was a little bit of a throwaway line. A it was little, genuinely a man who just paid $5 was, to get into the venue. There was a bit of mayo on the news as and Fab you guys dead set shat your pants. As, it was hilarious. Hey, as Fab pointed out, <laughs> You throw Adam Kingsley under the bus more readily than a man who I'm was not just not throwing at the man the under the bus once. No, no, no. But in terms of not protecting his identity whatsoever. Yeah. If Adam gives you something, you say, oh, I had a chat to Adam, you oh, say it. Yeah, we've alluded to a couple. I, I'm still quite no, no, you're, yeah, no, no, you what are. I go with no, you, you are, for that very reason. You're more, you were more reserved giving up Jay's identity. <laughs> That's the point. Because he's not an inside man. He's just – but he's he, – Jay, Jay's really good with his footy. He, he sees what happens. He doesn't uh, he doesn't put any mayo on it. He he's he's very very um, in the moment, very aware of good footy, bad footy, what to like, what to not like, and he doesn't uh, he doesn't go over the top. So Who, uh, was it Denzel was in that movie, The Inside Man? We'll start yeah. calling Jay Denzel. That's that's why t- Denzel Hart. I, I I wrote on the on the thread Clive Owen because isn't he the one? Oh yeah, maybe. What does he do? Does he like brick himself into the? Uh, I, I don't think I've ever seen the movie. It's okay, but then you think it's a bit far fetched. Like he basically he, he closes himself off within the bank. So he's a literal inside man. Yeah. yeah, and then he walks out the front door effectively. So gotcha. When it's all back running, but it's something to do with the Nazi. Nazi gold. There's some Nazi something like Krugerrands. So the, the guy from Knives Out, whatever that old man is, is recently passed. Yeah, Christopher Plummer. Yeah, he had some something in the safety deposit box there. Something to do Nazi with Nazi gold. So oh um, not a great synopsis of the movie. No, no, it was a bit all over the shop. And, and to be honest with you, not a glowing endorsement of, of the, the film if you want to go watch it. it. It's in parts, it's good. Um, so that voice you can hear and have heard, obviously, for the last couple of minutes is uh, Fabaganoush, my once and former friend. How are you going? Buongiorno ragazzi, is oh. <laughs> Buongiorno ragazzi. Um, I'm going well. Now, dear listeners, I think there has been some steps taken towards a reconciliation. Uh, baby steps, as happens probably once or twice a year, like the changing of the seasons, Tim. Yep, you can't absolutely. rush these things. No, you can't. Um, but uh, you are going all right, Fabaganoush? I am. Oh, yeah. Really had a good weekend thus far. Mm-hmm. Always a bit confusing on the, the long weekends that... Uh, Feels like a Sunday, but it is a Monday. But um, especially coming off the back of Easter, last week's Easter, I don't know four day week, and now it's another four day. It's all a bit weird, but uh, yeah, been well. I'm just glad that you two are talking because it's a good time for Manchester United supporters to come together. Timbo, and Timbo, Timbo, under, Timbo. You know, I am not swearing to today. Support one another in this time, difficult time. You, 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 think, you think Arsenal fans reckon they've beaten not the worst Manchester United team <laughs> in league history uh, on the back of several very favourable decisions throughout the con- uh, contest, shall we say? You can only say. beat whoever turns up. Um, why does Saka always look like, like he's been rendered Quizzical, like he's like he's, everything's just yeah, kind he's of just like got that face, doesn't it's he? like he's surprised about everything. I wonder if he's still surprised about that fucking horrendous penalty he took in the Euro final. Possibly, yeah. Mm. I suppose Mark, two of our guys took penalties. I was say Marcus, well. Mark, Mark, Marcus Rashford has not got over it. <laughs> well, one of them, I don't know. I reckon Saka at the time was like nineteen too. So is it one of the worst decisions in international f- uh, footballing history was to put that those guys on to take penalties. Absolutely. <laughs> Just extraordinarily poor. And if they kick them and they're better for it, you know, 
yeah. bonus, but geez, it's risky, isn't it? It is. Yeah. But uh, sorry, I just thought I'd throw that in. I, I, uh, I'm I'm not a big enough Arsenal mate, fan. You seem to I be, actually haven't even seen a highlight in anger, mate. You seem to be under the or, or of the opinion that Fabian and I aren't acutely aware that this Manchester United team is dreadful. Yeah. No, I know. Like, I, just, I was just I'm actually to see if I could get a response. I'm actually barracking for the whole, everything to blow up, just so it can actually be agreed. rebuilt properly. Absolutely. But um, I, I, I am fearing this conference league. No, we no, we're going to tank now, so we don't finish in it. You're going to finish below that. Yeah. Oh Jesus. You don't want to suffer the indignity of being in this conference league thing. Nah. Playing like, like I'm embarrassed to play Europa League, but conference like league Doncaster Rovers and stuff. <laughs> we play Craigieburn City, do you? Banana slugs. Playing out at the Veneto Club. <laughs> like what is this? The Veneto Club on Bullying Road. Jesus Christ! How'd they even get in the conference league? That was also always like one of the better local venues when you got to play it. I think it's uh, a synthetic pitch these days. I haven't been there for years. Not missing anything. Uh, so ratings and reviews. This is a segment of ours that is very good and people um, clamouring for a shout-out. Very easy to get a shout-out. Just leave a review, as you'll find. Good or bad. Some of them aren't great. Uh, so we've got one from Rutwilk. Uh, it's like you're at the pub with your mates. Love this podcast. Tim, Fab and Sean are enigmatic as they can be cancelled by the club on one hand and yet get the president to be guests on another. <laughs> Uh, they have a, new, a natural interaction style that makes you feel like you're sitting with them at the pub after the game. Plenty of banter intertwined with quality analysis. Despite the casual approach, there is clearly a lot of forethought, uh, forethought and preparation, as they always bring a narrative that is relevant, and yet often from a perspective I have not thought of. Uh, the season in Nutria quiz is something I always enjoy. Enlightening, funny, and yes, brash, but all done with love and affection for the footy club. Excellent. Thank you, Rutwilk. Don't know if that's a surname or a first name or... A whatever. Uh, another man whose name is just a, a collection of letters. I think he just mashed the keyboard to leave the <laughs> review. Um, <laughs> H-O-I-B-F-J-T-K-J. Um, thank you for your review. Great pod. <laughs> uh, Sean's a jerk to the other lads and acts like a douchebag. Love the Ming's talk. I always end up ordering my local Chinese after the Ming's <laughs> chat. The analogies to wrestling and Jose slash Roy Keane are great. Too much love for O'Brien. He won't be on the list in three years. Three years? You've probably given him two more than the current coaching panel. <laughs> um, the footy talk is all right. Must listen edge each week, mainly for Mings. Um, we've got Jimmy Faz, who I couldn't remember if we already gave him a shout-out for this review. It seemed vaguely familiar. Um, but if we have, we'll just give him a second rerun. Uh, five, star, five stars, 10 out of 10, 19 goals in a row. Uh, Ripper pod that I look forward to every week. Great balance across the board. Really good listener interaction. It feels like I know the guys. Keep it up. Jimmy Faz, thank you. And then this is my favourite of the week from Zedman24. Uh, the first 15 minutes of last week's podcast was a disgrace. When you guys are talking footy and having banter, it's great. When Sean goes off on his little rampages and abuses the others, it's horrific. <laughs> if Sean could le- ease up on the insults and realise he's actually not as good as the other two, the podcast would be great. <laughs> I won't listen if Sean continues to be a giant knob. Now, Zed, man, just firstly, you won't be missed. That's the best review we've received so far. Uh, well, it's only three stars, so it's brought our little rating down. But secondly, I mean, a disgrace, Timbo, like on the spectrum of recent disgraces, where does it rank? Is it is it above or below Putin invading a sovereign <laughs> nation? Like, like where, where are we on that spectrum? Well, we're, we're probably talking the podcast spectrum rather than real-world spectrum, but yeah, I take your point. I take your point. And then second, another point, just other way. I think it's worth noting that what I did last two weeks ago now, I should be, I am a hero for what I did. <laughs> because? Because, Timbo, rather than endure a slow and steady decline into nothingness, which is what we were heading towards, I just blew the joint up. 
and now we're back at MGA. And then and rebuilt Fabian's it in a week. smiling and, yeah. No, seriously. The band is back together. Sean went in Ralph Ragnick style. Seriously, I... <laughs> it took something I, that was bad. I expertly, I expertly brought the Simmering Off Pod tension to the floor and disarmed it in a week. If you want to look at it that way, yes, you did. Well, well done, Sean. Well, I think the proof is in the pudding. A pudding that we are all enjoying. Yeah. I love the line where he goes, you're not as good as the other two. <laughs> Well, so, you're, you're, we all have a different takeaway, don't yeah. we? So there is Z-Man, method to the madness, appreciate it, or get off the Prender bus, because <laughs> that's just how it goes. That's the f- We've never been referred to as the Prender bus. I like the Prender bus. It's coming. See, again, Z-Man, I came up with Prender bus, so that's something that these guys have liked. There we go. So that's worth noting. But goodbye. <laughs> Came up with friend of us. <laughs> goodbye. Goodbye, Zed Man. Um, we love Zed Man. We'll see you on the flip side. No, Zed's we don't. dead, baby. Yeah, we love him. <laughs> Zed is dead, baby. Uh, alrighty, alrighty. Prenda DJ, this segment appears to be dead, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. Um, it had a good run, but maybe the show and our listeners have evolved beyond it. Uh, or maybe it's just that we keep running for about five hours every week and people aren't making it to the end. To the end. Uh, last week's song was Dreaming by Blondie and it just referred to us falling asleep a lot. In games. Absolutely. Ah, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Um, so I don't know if there'll be a Prenda DJ at the end of this episode. I might just retire the segment. It's always good to end on a bit of music. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't think know. we're eventually going to come around to just, just play an 80s banger. It just uplifts everyone. I still say the best ending to a show we've so had. I'm going to say Dr. Jones. Yeah, it, it just it was seamless the way it just... Dr. It just, Jones was a song released in 1997. I know, but it just felt good. It was yeah. just a, into a good podcast. It was just a... We probably lost... <laughs> Sean, we've been recording this in the worst era of the car football club. Yeah, we uh, most like we've done ninety percent of our records have been after a loss. You're probably right. Scary. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, we'll go on to the game now. Um, do we? There's, do there's, we have to? Jeez, there's a chorus of people who like just post a thing like, "Don't be heroes. Just scrub through the episode. It's not hard." They post a thing going, "Oh, when does the footy chat start?" Just scrub through the episode yourself. You're holding mm. the device. Mm. <laughs> and it skips by 30 seconds. It skips by 30 seconds at a time. Some people like the patter at the start. Anyway, second verse, same as the first, as the Ramones once sang, uh, beaten by a better drilled, better structured side who played yep. the ground and conditions well, certainly better than us, and uh, nullified us in just about every meaningful way to secure a win that I think was probably more impressive in reality than it was on the scoreboard. Um you know, this time, I suppose, there was no last gasp, get out of jail free, saviour. There was no Murphy check side or Nunes kick from the boundary or Sam Walsh snap over his shoulder as we saw last year. It was pretty comprehensive. It was pretty comfortable, pretty disappointing. Thoughts on this statement, gentlemen? Sadly, having flirted with looking like a little bit more, we're actually just a middle-of-the-road team. I think up until we prove otherwise, um, I think Saturday night was... Maybe not a rude awakening, but it was it was a realization that um, you know I, I'd talked about potentially being top four. I'd always said certainly top six. Um, I think we're at the absolute bottom end of any of that. We're, we'll play finals, um, in my opinion, but um, but I I at one point thought, geez, we we'd be one of those sneaky sides you wouldn't want to play in finals. Well, we we've got to step up massively because. I, I thought we were better than Frio coming in, but as you said, they were so phenomenally well-drilled. Um, they played really good team footy. I was very, very impressed, and Justin Longmuir was doing some really good things over at Freo. They took 
everything we do or have been doing or try to do well, they just took it off the table. Took it yeah. away from us. We had nowhere else to go to, uh, and we were left we were left pretty impotent when the core of our contributions came from our better players. And sometimes, if we had a bit of individual brilliance, we could do okay. But there, there was just a raft of lack of contribution, and and we're going to go through these names later, Tim. No, and, and, and um, look, it's the obvious place to go out of the out of the review. But yeah, look, we were we were soundly beaten, and and Voss needs to find a way to improve us as a group. We're going to come back to you on that's that. That's exactly that. That's 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 where our the rest of our season is. Is how do, how do we move forward? Fabaganoush. Um, I generally don't buy into buzzwords and, you know, every year there's something that comes up. That's what, you know, what's the it thing of the season. This year it seems to be this whole, uh, what do they call it? It was, um, sorry, they, uh, scores from turnover. Sorry, draw a blank for a second. But if drilling down into it, essentially all that means is winning the ball off the opposition when it's in general play and then trying to score. And we just can't do that. So the 666 suits us to a T when we have a Ruckman. Because we're a clearance team. We're yes. a clearance team and we can go out and spacing allows us to go to work and we've got a pretty talented forward line in space. But we cannot break down a team offensively at all. There's and a few that, and that was that, isn't there? Because oh, we don't move the ball quickly enough. We, we, don't, don't, we, don't, we don't dare to take the kicks that are available. We go very conservative. And, that's, and we'll talk about that. We go too wide. There's certain personnel who, even when the kick's there, won't take it. And we said that last week, and it was very obvious again on Saturday night. I think for me... We're overexposing our defence as well, which isn't at its peak at the moment as far as... From a personnel, it's it's definitely down, but collectively, they're not playing great, but we're overexposing them because of our our lack of offence. Tim has said in the past on a number of occasions that... You know, good teams, and not even I'm not even talking the best teams, good teams, well-drilled teams, well-organised teams, score or kick easy goals. Yep. And at the moment, we go through phases of a game where we can't, we don't even look like scoring. Mm. You know, against Hawthorne and against Port, we had a really good run where we looked very dangerous. The switch gets flicked, and then we can't score at all. There's no middle ground. Yep. And that's an enormous problem. I, I had a note uh, that I took down last night where I thought, you know what one of the great joys of like following a team is? It's when, you know, the satisfaction and excitement you get from like trusting that team. So whether it's Manchester United, you know, you've spoken about the 49ers, whether it's Carlton for all of us in the room at the moment. When you look forward to game day because you have faith that what you're going to see will be good to watch and it will be competitive. Mm. And you take pride in that representing you, whether it's to your family or your friends at work who you have a joke with and a bit of banter with. We walk through the gate or we turn on the TV not knowing what we're going to get. Yep. At the moment, we know that the best is very good and it will trouble teams and it will be great to watch, but we also know that 10 minutes later we'll look like the biggest rabble yep. in the league. That is a concern in and of itself, of course. And the team doesn't have to be perfect. No. Your team doesn't have to be perfect. It doesn't have to do that every week. But this team still has an enormous problem with the mentality piece of being a reliable teammate, being a uh, consistent team, yep. and that goes across all the lines. That goes across forward, mids, backs. Yep. That goes across every line. This idea of who are we, what do we do every week, what are the non-negotiables, do we front up and tick these boxes? And you're going, you're not doing it quarter to quarter, let alone week and to week. week. 
So why is that fab? Like, is, is it? You go. We we spoke about someone said earlier they love the Roy Keane stuff. You know, I've been watching. Um, there's a channel called it's called Ballon, I think. And there's one called Football Iconic. If you like soccer, world soccer, they're these fantastic little mini docos on YouTube. Very, very well done. And they talk about a player or a club or an era. And they're really, really excellent. And there was one about Roy Keane. And there's one about that Ferguson United team. It's a really good one about Juve. Um, really good one about the Galacticos era. Fantastic. And this Roy Keane piece, you go, he came in and he he saw what was around him at United at the time and took it to the next level. Yep. He, he saw what Bruce and Robson and these guys had kind of Foss Ferguson, clearly, mm-hmm. and he was an acolyte for that. We've got a lot of guys who've inherited an extremely poor culture, and that is not their fault, but surely they've been in a system and in the AFL system and in our system long enough to recognise it's not good enough. It isn't. And they're not there to be... Mate, sorry to... Sorry, they're not there to be mates with each other. They're not there to be best friends. Is is that a byproduct of current society, or, or you know, there's a generation of players, and we'll go back to the Teague v Adelaide thing, where you know there was fifty percent of the playing group who came out and said that that rant from Teague, oh, that didn't work for me. That you know, I, I don't respond to that. Is there? Because you look at look at both our clubs. I don't think Carlton have a a core of on-field leaders who can coach, essentially, coach us through phases of the game. You know what none of those leaders have? It's not that they're bad leaders no. on the surface. You know what none of them have? None of them have the glare. No. None of them have the look across the field if you've done whatever mm. and I just look at you and you go, oh. Now, I, you bring oh, it he's, back. He's and, angry. <laughs> and we've spoken about this bloke a lot on pod, right? But Luke Hodge, and there's vision of him on, on Twitter you can easily find he's just when they mocked him up and his, his barking instructions are Grant Birchall who by then was probably a two time three time premiership player but he was still commanding and orchestrating where everyone needed to be you we, need to have the maturity as well to realise if we're on the field together yeah. and we're playing elite sport we're not playing recreational indoor soccer you're playing rec, like completely elite sport at the top top level you can play at you have to have the maturity to not take it personally yeah. if I go, what are you doing? But there's Switch a gener- on. But there's a generation of footballers, Sean, who do. 100% they do. And it's completely the wrong mentality. They don't recruit them. I agree. Like yeah, but, you, but even when you interview them, Tim, when they're 17 years old, yeah, yeah. everyone's like a, a bit of a sheepish, shy, you know, especially around you know, older People, you you know, you get an interview, you go into your show, you, you you haven't. You say what you think they want to hear. Yeah, you, you kind of, you know, you kind of like it's like a job interview, really. You kind of, you know, I I, I can interview, I could get any job in the world because I interview well because I can just talk crap basically, give them what they want to hear. So that's what happens when Lady of the Night. Um, <laughs> but with it, almost needs to be, and not just at Carlton, it'd be other clubs who need this too. Gold Coast, I think, need it. You need a program to kind of develop. We develop every other part of the game, but we don't develop leadership. Now, you look at Man United. We've got every resource in the world. There's not one bloke in that 11 who's a leader. This is Okay. They're all... We're going to go back to my man, Roy Maurice Keane. I've said this on the podcast before. Is it Maurice? Yeah. I've said this on the podcast before, and I'll say it again because it's not fanciful. He's gettable. 
get your leaders, reach out to Roy and go, would you mind jumping on a Zoom call? It's a mentality. It doesn't need to know anything about the game. That would be amazing. Get, Get him on a Zoom call and just have him basically relay the stories of playing for the biggest, most exposed sporting club in the world during its greatest era. I want him on as, staff. As the captain. Yeah. And what does that mean? What is the pressure? What is the expectation? What's the build-up? How do you manage the locker room? And mm. that's what he's always spoken about in that the captain manages the dressing room. Mm. Fergie, he said Fergie never went in to the... He, guess he, he rarely went into the United dressing room. Rarely. Not match day dressing room, but after training and stuff, the players' locker room, that was just for the players. Yeah. But get there was Roy... Conf- if there was conflict, it was managed. Get Roy one of the finest leaders, finest captains at the pinnacle of professional sport, who's just so incredibly driven and single-minded, get him to just talk about leadership Mm. and what he would do. How would he hold people to account? Like, there's the great story about when, I think I probably told it before very briefly, when Dwight York joined the club and he was a belated sort of replacement for Eric Cantona, who they tried to get Teddy Sheringham to do the job. And it wasn't that he was bad, but he wasn't quite the right fit. Dwight York comes in from Aston Villa. The club had been tracking him for a little bit. His first training session, Roy Keane is like drilling him with balls to feet, drilling him, and York sort of miscontrols it. And he just deadpans. He goes, Eric would have controlled it. Mm. That's the level. We're training, and you're not at the level. Mm. I'm not here to put my arm, welcome to the club, mate. He goes, you're not at the level at the moment, and if we're going to get to where we need to be, you need to be. Yeah, you need to deliver. And if you can't, you're no good to us. Mm. And there is... is an art to it. There's a balance. Yes. Because you've also been... I oh, don't know if I'm opening up in areas I shouldn't be opening up, but you've oh, been around right. Sam Mitchell when he said, when he gave that story about when he was a captain, he didn't really accept certain things from players because he didn't... Yeah. He was, he was solely focused like on one thing. So he was a bit of a... Yeah, and he, he basically said now as an older and as a coach, he has more empathy mm. and he understands. So you do need to understand and there is a balance of it, but You'd need to coach leadership. Yes, yeah, standards, leadership, mm. And I'm going to say, you're not, like, with no disrespect to your data man, what was his name, the leadership man? What did you the call him? redhead. The big Greaves. <laughs> Aaron, Aaron Greaves. Greaves. No, but that wasn't data. Was that? No. Nah, data nah. man was on the board. Yeah. yeah. No data dis- man was on the board. No disrespect yeah. to a guy like a, a Greaves, a Greavesy, who, you know, is in the club for leadership and Fucking well, God knows what. Who knows? Whatever. Bicep inspiration. Huge inspiration in the gym. Just doing, um, you know, tricep extensions and stuff like that. <laughs> Massive arms. So, his job, I don't necessarily think, is to entirely devise and drive the leadership program. Because you kind of look at it and go, fair being fair, mate. I mean, what what like actual experience do you have leading a football program? You know, what, what, like genuinely, like like it's. I think it's a fair question. Going. But to facilitate it and to go out to a Roy Keane, to go out to who goes, Steve Kerr, whoever, mm. and speak to people who have extraordinary exposure to the utmost pressures, But that's what you've got to do. Roy Keane is, is, is but one example. Yeah, there's, obviously, there's, there's hundreds of them in sport. Bill in sport. Lambier. No, I wouldn't go, to, wouldn't go to Lambier. No, no, well, I'm just... Lambier, I'm, it's not going your way. Just try and kill your opponent. Yeah, just punch him. <laughs> But, like, if you look back at the great Yankee sides of the 2000s, you know, it's, it's been in cinema and TV shows and stuff. You know, Jeter and A-Rod... Hated each other. Hated each other. That was ego. All right? But did it affect their performance? No. Arguably, it drove the performance. So, leadership is a massive issue. And we've gone through this rebuilding phase 
in the era of no runners, and that kills us. Yeah, yeah. I agree. We've Having the ability it has to be on field. Having the ability but we, to, but we do get have runners though. Yeah, but not as frequently as we. Yeah, do. but we do that, and players are coming on and off the ground so often. Just send the message on with the player. But even Look, that, it's an opp- that's you know, an opportunity to yeah. improve, no doubt, absolutely no doubt. Sort of moving on from that, I think a worrying trend just at the moment, Fab. It feels like we're being out coached, and we were on the night. And for I think probably the fourth time in six weeks, our opponents looked better prepared for the contest for that game of footy than we did. Six weeks in, does it feel as though we've only improved due to improved personnel? It feels like we're still a team Partly. driven by its stars, not its structure, not its standards. I think. <coughs> Structurally, there are elements that we have improved in, but they were low-hanging fruit. I think. Yeah, I, th- I think they were easy fixes, and personnel does does help. I think, uh, as far as being out coached, I think we were teams are throwing up something. This game was very different to the Adelaide. So sorry, the Port Adelaide Hawthorne game. The Port Adelaide Hawthorne game. I think it was with us. You know, we obviously proved that we could score. And then stopped. And then moved away from it. Do you know what I mean? And when you have a lead, especially the leads we had, Hawthorne and Port Adelaide were attacking. So all we needed to do was turn it over and we had space. Yep. Fremantle deprived us of any space. Especially in the forward line. It was, we were just kicking to them. Yeah, they were brilliant. And then from there, they were launching. So I think what Fremantle did was put, say to us, well, your plan A, we've taken it away for you. They've done their homework. And obviously when Pitto went down, that was really probably the worst thing that could have happened to us. Agreed. What's your plan B? And we just didn't have one. We yeah, didn't have and one at whatever all. Whatever we cobbled together just didn't um didn't resonate at all. And then I think personnel wise, we don't have anyone willing or daring to try. Even when players work to open up opportunities. We're not there was the them. classic moment you talked about was when Nunes got the ball on the half back flank. And they made a lot of Griffin Logue's defence on Charlie Curnow when Charlie Curnow made a 150-metre lead. Yeah. The kick had to come earlier. We kicked it to Charlie Curnow all night the same way. Yeah. And he was actually playing well. He, he was... Working his ass off. He was off. involved in working his ass off and they had a very the good matchup. Brothers. The Zarsoff brothers, yeah. But uh, he, yeah, look, he was a little bit friendless. Um, so it was, look, it was a hard night because, again, a little bit like... Um, a little bit like the Gold Coast game, you know, we only said we probably had three winners on the night. We definitely had more against Frio, but Frio soundly defeated us. Why not? Like match up for match up in a lot of situations, and by in a lot of instances, very much no name footballers, mm. which I think is a massive kudos to Frio. Um, and it just means that we need to really look hard at ourselves and our outputs and our performances and how the effort that we put in to try and respond and react this because is, we I, didn't. It was a system, to me, and you look through the numbers and numbers sometimes lie, but you look through it, we were down on things like turnovers and clangers. Our tackles were up, or season averages, we were, so all those pressure, everything that, you know, you think would be down after a loss, weren't. So it's systematically. Yeah. Offensively, we've just been broken down. Yeah, I didn't. It was funny. I, at one point in the game, and I think you guys have probably switched off to me in a couple of my responses. I said at one point, I said, "We'll win this," just because it's no, sort I of, saw that because it, 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 you're it insane. Just, well, no, because what? It no, f- we had we had a moment. I don't think we ever were going to win it, but we 
were more in the contest, and well, it might it have just had felt a bit like to do with Sean, nah. Darcy, Sean Darcy going off. Nah, mate, my my bit. immediate response to that would be, you must be from the future because <laughs> you've seen the result. Because I'm not seeing what you're seeing. I'm going to call, call him Biff. Yeah, yeah. I just thought Frio couldn't keep um, suppressing us the way that they were, and I just I was just prepared to back in that if our forward line gets involved, that despite being soundly beaten, Frio just didn't feel like they were far enough in front. Well, you know what we decided to do that, Timbo? We decided to just kick it to a pack all night. Yeah, well, there. And look, we're going to stay with you. There's kicking to a pack. Yeah, we're going to get back to this. Don't worry, we're going to get back to this. All right. There's a certain type of kick. We're going to stay with you here, Timbo. And by no means, listeners, do not take this as us preparing, you know, the pitchforks and rounding up the villagers. We're not doing that here. That's not what this question's about. Is the honeymoon over for Voss and his coaching crew? The game plan that served us so well early in the year has clearly been picked apart now. The comps had a really good look at it. Now the question is, can he and his coaches evolve it? Because at the moment, you know, we played North next week. North aren't going to be worrying about us based on last year, based on the last couple of weeks, as poorly as they're going. And that is an indictment. And we're going to be wound up tighter than Norman on the back nine at Augusta. (laughs) You you watched that thirty for thirty. As yeah, well, it wasn't. It was a really good idea. I don't think it was executed as well as it could have been. No, I, I, to be honest, I didn't realise I was as traumatised by Greg Norman's um, ma- major failures as I was because I, I even st- I still found it hard to. Some watch of them again. weren't even failures, to be honest. They weren't. That that was the thing. But you just you hurt for a guy who was so good for so long. Anyway, we digress. We do, but. Um, uh, where, what was the question again? <laughs> We're going to be wound up against... All, no, well, that's yeah. part of the question. Is the honeymoon yeah. over, was the question. Look, no, I don't think the honeymoon is over, but but certainly I think the one thing that we found when you've looked at the really successful programs over the last few years, and that's Alistair Clarkson and it's Damien Hardwick, it was almost like they'd play blocks of four to six games and then there'd be there'd be a change to strategy. They'd do something different. And it was like actively the way that they went about playing football seemed to go from plan A to plan B to plan C. And sometimes they, they'd cycle as well. But you cannot play, let's call it 25 games of football throughout a season if you include finals or pre-season or whatever and play exactly the same way every single week. No, you can't do it because well, it has to evolve. You can't be that predictable. So the, and there's opposition the, who are going to that's you're too obvious to to defend against. Yeah, what are they going to want to do? And what? How will they seek to stop us? What will we do instead? And it just seems to me the 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 pivots and the changes and and the the different looks that we want to give opposition to us. That's the part that is yet to evolve. So, you know. Again, we've said it a couple of times, over to you, Vossi. Show us what you've got. Show us what we can do differently. Show us a different style. Show us a different outcome. Different method. Different method. So that's a good segue. Um, The next heading I've got here is just prepare and adapt. So we've kind of covered those two things off. Um, Is that like survive and advance, Jimmy Valvano That is what it was based on. So I'm beginning to grow concerned about our inability to either curtail an opponent's strength and get our own A game going, and not for... Not for the whole game, not for 120 minutes, but just in key moments. We can't seem to adjust quickly enough when the momentum slips the other team's way. And then more than that, I'm frustrated at what I perceive to be a lack of contingency planning and imagination. So in terms of prepare, these are, this is what I've noted down. How diligent is our homework? 
How does what they do wash with what we do? What will they try to take away from us? Can we protect the corridor? Can we stop the way that they like to play? And how do we get that done with a pretty one-paced midfield? So in terms of preparing, Fab, this is a huge concern because we look really easy to shut down Mm -hmm. because our plan A looks like it's nullified. It's Mm. done. Decent clubs are doing it. You chock-a-block our forward 50 and we're stuffed, really. And that's what Fremantle just had plays behind the ball. All night. And ran and, and, and willing to work. That, yeah. that, and you've got to give them that. It's not, you know, they don't just park 12 blokes in there because they were running once yeah. they got the ball. But that's what they want to do too. They're the number one. Are they the number one team from school from back 50? I think they said that. And, and the other comment that was made was, although they'll run out of defence, they leave a core in behind as well. So while they're attacking, and mm. I think we even said it, it's almost like we need to have half the team attack and the the other half stay back and maintain structure. Mm. And at times it seems that's not what we were doing. It seems like our they lines, were doing perfectly. Our lines, and it's hard to tell when you're not there, but I reckon you had Durden and Owies. It always looked like they say, the final 25 metres, they were given that space to go across their full back line. Yeah. And we were kind of just kind of trying to guard space. I reckon all the lines were just a bit... Off, yeah. The pressure needed to be further up. Bringing it, if we cop goals over the back, at least make them go the long way. Yeah, it's just I don't think we were for the first time this year. I think we got beaten on structure. Yeah, I agree. And game, I it think was, too. It's the idea of when I've got the note just a little bit later on about don't get beat by what you know, and it's the idea we've said that you know, mate, if we had a dollar for every time we said that on pod, we'd probably have fifty to sixty dollars. <laughs> said it a lot, so. I love how he's gone with a realistic figure. Well, we've certainly said it about North. Yeah. And North and Corridor, Gold but, but Coast and Corridor has hurt us before. Frio, back half scoring, we should expect that. That's what they want to do. What did we actually do to kind of take that away from them? Not a lot. Not a lot. The other thing I've got here is adapt. Now, this is twofold, the big and the small. Small thing, Tim. This is just a small one, okay? Did we have a look at the ground in the warm-up? Did we do a track walk? Did anyone? Well, ha- did Harry anyone, didn't. Did Harry anyone, didn't. No, no, Harry anyone, wasted he was 30 minutes. And, and he wasn't the only one. Hurt him. He wasn't yeah. the only one. Did anyone, a player, a coach, a property bloke, a trainer, notice that it was really slippery and go, all right, boys. So I'll tell you a story about Sam Mitchell last year. This is just a small one. I've probably told it on pod before. I think you have. We played going. Essendon at Windy Hill. Pre-game, it's a relatively fine day. Pre-game, he's walking around, just walking around the oval. Okay. Oh, yeah, Mitch, just going for a walk. No worries. He comes back in, doesn't say too much. We get in the team meeting half an hour later. And he says, all right, the far side, the flank, uh, it's, it's a bit of a slope. It's a bit of an indent. He goes, it's very, very soft underfoot. When we're attacking with the wind, he goes, the ball doesn't go out that side. If the ball gets there, it'll be stuck. It'll get trapped. You won't be able to get it out. He goes, if we're in trouble and we're kicking into the wind, we can think about going out there. He goes, it'll get stuck. He goes, so soft. The ground is soft. It's a bog. Because that's basically the only part of the ground. And you just went, that's interesting. Mm. Okay. And to a man, everyone was like, oh, okay, yeah, good. And the game didn't end up getting to a point where we needed to or not need to use that part of the ground. But it was just this little moment where I just went, oh, that's really good, like, intel. Yeah. Just to go, if we're attacking with what effectively is a six-goal breeze, do not, under any circumstances, take the ball out to the marsh. Yeah, the swamp. So but you go, oh, that's good. The ground was clearly slippery because some Frio players were slipping over as well. A yep. lot of our guys, and particularly Harry, Harry was just conceding contest to Alex Pierce because he was on the ground. Yep. Happens once. Yep. 
not fucking six times. Yeah. It happens once. Get some fucking, get like someone in the box, someone, I don't give a shit who it is. Go, does Harry have a change of boots? Mm. Get them now. Get them. Yeah. I would actually call down to the property guy and go, does Harry have a change of boots? Yep. Get him. Get him now. Get him on the sidelines yeah. and we'll work when he out comes how he gets off, him he's on. changing boots. Yeah. Anyway, it's inexcusable to me. That is just the fact that they might have not have even brought longer stops is mind boggling. We have blokes turning up to Box Hill. Just it was raining during the day. They bring a change of boots. Yeah, just it's think ahead. Sean Burgoyne going. Oh, all boots are kind of a hybrid. No, Sean. no, no. They're still long stops, mates. Mm. Um, and then the big one. I am sick and tired of hearing excuses why we lose. I'm over it. Oh, it's a new team, it's new players, new system, it's new coaches. I'm, I'm sick of it. Remember years ago we had that thing about, oh, we lose at Marvel because oh, we, just, we just don't play Marvel well? And as a club we just accepted, mm. oh, we don't play Marvel. Marvel doesn't And give Mick the credit, Mick said, that's just bullshit. Just we, 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 can't, we can't be believing that no, crap. No. So here's the thing, contingency planning. Do we do it? It felt like we had no contingency for Crips going down against the Suns. Yep. That's worst case breaking case of emergency type mm. stuff but Cripps goes down we more oh, I don't know what have we planned for Pido goes down I understand he's the ruckman but we do have De Conning in the team mm. and Pido goes down okay that's, that's a blow because he's a specialised position Thank Christ we had Tom De Conning but, but it is a specialised position so it is a blow I get it but at the same time McAvoy wasn't playing for the Hawks last week Reeves goes down in the second quarter they win Yeah. St Kilda lose Marshall and Hayes they win we lose one fucking player and everyone goes, oh, well, he got injured, so that's why we lost, because he got injured. We don't have a Josh Battle, though, in fairness. So. Jesus Christ, Tim. <laughs> but the point being... I, yeah, I agree with you, 1,000%. But that further enforces that our main avenue to goal... Is stoppage. Is clearance. stoppage. Yeah. Yeah. So when, 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 you know, we need the game to be spaced. Yeah. We've got to learn to space it ourselves. Yeah. And that comes through effort, work. Trust me. They're not just going to have 12 bucks behind the ball and let us just kick it on the wing. Because if we're going to do uh, guess what? We'll get one point up and just do that for the rest of the day. Yep. I just think the frustrating thing for me, and I agree completely, is that good teams, well-drilled teams, well-organised teams, they have a big whiteboard and they've been having these conversations now with the 25th of April. They've been having these conversations for six months. Ruckman goes down, what do we do? Yep. Forward goes down, what do we do? We're under siege here, two-minute drills. Yep. Crips goes down, whoever goes down, we're out we're without him for however long. What do we do? We don't seem to have any imagination, and at least someone in the box, who I don't know who, but at least they went, set a field, just get in the ruck, and just, just be a body. Yep. Yep. They threw Lewis Young forward 45 minutes too late. Yeah, they did. Mm. And you're kind of going... When he marked the ball, did you just go, oh shit, it's him. What, what, and, what's and he doing there? Look, what's he too. doing there? Look good too. You just went, Harry's obviously really, really badly hamstrung. Use him as a decoy. Use him as a... I don't care what you do. Just get out of there, Harry. Use him as a decoy. Mm. Have him take a good defender to the other side of the 50, the other side of the ground. Is there an art... Give them something to think about that they weren't expecting. Is there an art to the selection of the sub? Um... Sometimes it's just luck. There is and there isn't, isn't there? Yeah, sometimes. sometimes Does it can, not need to be utility? Someone who can... It does need. Sometimes you can be made to look like a genius just virtue of someone gets injured that you can replace with a better option given the state of the game. Jordan Boyd gives you run and skill mm. and, and he might be able to cover yeah. a number of posi- positions, but he has no size 
Um, you know, we've gone with Ploughman in other weeks. Obviously, start of the year last year, we went Oscar McDonald, which paid off because of the way the game played out. But um, flexibility, I, I just, we've always said with our team, and, and I think it's proven as we've gone along, you know, our two most difficult guys to replace have been Pitnet and Wietering. And I just, I, I just don't see Jordan Boyd sitting as 23rd man as providing cover for our Armageddon. Yeah, and if it's Crips Tim, goes down. Tim, this Armageddon's been building for three years. We've said it nearly oh, every episode. You, Matthew Cruiser went down how long ago? Round one, 2020. Now, we, knew, we, we recruited Tom DeConning when Cruiser was still playing. So we knew he he was our project player. Yeah. Murkoff seems to be good as far as... He, he's good. Let him... Do, we, we, so he's the deep development. Tom DeConning's the development for now. Yep. Right? Yeah, we got Mark Pitney. You need a first ruck. But if he goes down, where is that list spot has not been filled in how many pre-seasons now? more to the point, it's been filled by someone, a list of 46, realistically. Uh, how many players on average, Tim, would be used? 33, 34 maybe? Yeah, ish. Ish. Yep. And you've got injuries and the like. So you're basically carrying near enough to 10 blokes who probably aren't up to the level, aren't going to get a game, that sort of thing. Give one of those spots to an experienced, big-bodied Ruckman. Mm. We have a spot. There is a spot on our list right now that we have not filled. Oh, I think they left it open for Jones. Well, I think they did. I think they did. Someone just got to go behind him and just sneak up. And jab just him. Just jab him. <laughs> yeah, anyone seen X-Men? Where they, that's how they got Magneto. They just snuck up to him with a plastic uh, um, syringe. So they right, jabbed him. You were now vaxxed. And he's, yeah. he was Come cured in. of mm. being a mutant. Um, no, 100%. Uh, we're going to move on now to what do I want to see out of the game. We've kind of covered a few of these things off so we can move through them quickly. Uh, are we learning? One of the easiest uh, swings to give any of our detractors about the Carlton Football Club is that we concede run-ons of goals. Uh, we did it last year. We're doing it this year. Why, you know, or can we stop these swings of momentum? Um, at the moment, Timbo, the answer is no. No. Um, they kicked, was it 8 of 10 or something? They kicked quite a few in a row and just put the game to bed. Like that, this yeah. weekend was very different to what it's... <laughs> While there's still a trend, David Teague led Carlton, would concede six goals in six minutes. Yeah, well, that's right. Port Adelaide took a half a football to get... To eke back. Right. Yeah. What? Eight goals. Yep. Hawthorne took three quarters. I don't know. We gave him three quarters. We did nothing for three well, quarters. Two and a half-ish. All right? Yeah. And they, what, what were they behind? 40-something. Six goals, all right? Yeah. So um, we, we are conceding banks of goals, but we're not, we're not getting bang, bang. It's not that, that quick fire. How are you not realising this? The, the, the optics say here it's, it's here improved. It, those two games, it wasn't... It was, boys, you've switched off the offence yep. completely. Get it restart, and we just couldn't. Yep. The Fremantle game was totally different. We, yep. we never really had control of that game. No. No, like early, we looked okay. Um, oh, it looked like we were... Shoulders to the wheel. Looked like we were. We were, no, we, we, were working we, 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 we were working for, our tails off. Yeah, yeah. For for minimal return. Yeah. Um, we were a little bit unlucky with a couple of the goals, and then obviously when they when they did play well, that kick by Walters around the corner could have gone anywhere. Like he gathered it well, and it was just an instinctive shot, and it just went through, and could have easily bounced left and missed. So I like it. And, and, and he's the guy that had been out of form, but mm. you kind of knew he's the sort of we, guy that was going to spark him. We took. All but two opportunities we kind of took. So it's not like we've left oh, anything on the table. No. The Cripper snap could... And the Sam Walsh... The first one the would Sam have been Walsh nice. Yeah. just needed a bit of a check. So which Sam Walsh likes a check. He loves it, yeah. But I also thought Cripper didn't need to give it to Walsh. 
it was kind of clear and he could have just kept going. But apart from those two, we took every opportunity almost that was given to us. I reckon uh, right. The other thing I wanted to see, and we've spoken Ma- about Martin this. missed his set shot when... Martin misses that set shot every time he takes he it. He misses oh, that yeah. set shot every week. Yeah. Uh, can we defend them in transition? We spoke about that earlier. Um, that's how they play footy. That's how they score. Don't be surprised by it. What are you doing to stop it? Nothing, as nothing, it turns out. Nothing. And then lastly, the thing that I wanted to see, and this is a bit left to centre, but I think we were okay. Love Adam Chera. It's a little thing, but it's a bigger picture thing. He's coming up against his old mob away from home, hostile crowd. They're going to jeer him every time he goes near it. It's the first time he's ever had that amount of attention in his career. Just put an arm around him. Take some of the heat from him. Yep. Protect him. Keep an eye on him if they go after him. Mm. Um, He's feeling like, hey, you're no longer part of us. No. So where are we saying, yeah, you're one of us? Yeah, Yeah, you've made a good decision. Mm. So... It's not so much an issue in the end because he handled himself really well. He was, and, I thought, I thought he yeah. did, yeah. Played well on the night. And to be honest with you, his former teammates didn't really do anything. They didn't really... It was more the crowd. Did. It yeah. was more the crowd. But I think if we were five goals up, they might have gone at him. When they're five goals up, they know they don't need to. But I thought this was an important watch this space for a team that historically hasn't been very good at defending their own players. I, I watched it closely yeah. and I was I was happy enough with it. I thought Again, I thought he handled himself really, really well. Chicken salads, this will be very, very quick. Um, are there any? Maybe Cripps kept plugging away all night? He, I reckon Cripps, almost a complete game. He didn't stop. Yeah. Um, kicked three goals. His kick-to-handball ratio is perfect, by the way. It's, it's two to bad. one. Yeah, it's not bad. Two to one at the moment. I thought... Uh, can, can I give you just one lament? One punting lament? Oh. I had a four-leg multi, and I had like... Punters, you know what punters It's got nothing love? to do with the chicken salads. Mate, you know what no, punters no, no, love? But punters love that close call... yeah, yeah. yeah. Just missed him. Well, look, you you guys don't you're not nutcases like me. So, no. but I'd gone Newman for like twenty plus. I'd gone Luke Ryan for twenty plus. Ryan started a bit slow, gathered later. Both covered the line comfortably. This is your dirt, and you're short on dirt in one. So I went Cripps for three plus, which is pretty ballsy because Cripper can Cripper's good for a goal. Mm-hmm. Two's maybe. So it's like asking. Paul O'Neill to hit three home runs. <laughs> that's, a, that's exactly right. And then my final is that leg, Seinfeld. Yeah, my final leg was um, Durden to kick two or more. I think he had like four. To I think touches. he had three touches. <laughs> so uh, to say that I was let down by Corey Durden, he was clearly not found on Saturday night. But the fact that I'd gone pretty ballsy to go Cripps three plus, and he got him, it's like wow, hey, I'm a chance here and. Even with five minutes to go, you thought in a bit of junk time, Corey Durden could kick two. Only you were thinking that, Timbo. Yeah. No, no, exactly yeah. right. There wasn't a lot to salvage at the end. But anyway, look, the point was Cripps had played a really, really good game. So um, the fact that I'd hoped that he'd do okay was kind of nice. But kudos to the to the guy. He, he acquitted himself very, very well. I thought TDK was okay. Yes. Uh, he was certainly better than he was against the Suns. If he brought that against the Suns, I think we would have had more of a chance. And, but this is the roller coaster that will be TDK. I think a lot of yeah. people were very harsh on him a couple of weeks ago. Notwithstanding, I can't remember what I said. But I think he, I went in on. He's a, a young bit. player. He's going to have ups and downs. He's going to have good and bad matchups. It felt a little bit like they told him, "You're more athletic than Darcy." Yeah. So use that. Don't get in a wrestle with him. Yeah. Mm. Move around. Move Play around. Your Jump Don't over. stand next to him. Especially at throw-ins. At throw-ins, he just stood right off him. Jeez, I tell you what, he could have gotten a few, and but not just him, a few free kicks for in the back against Sean Darcy, but the umpires are but not un- interested. That, that's in what him. I don't get. TD Young should be taking front position. TD Young. TD Young. <laughs> I used to work with a bloke called Tim DeYoung. TDY, we used to call him. TDK. Yep. 
needs to take front position at every centre, like every yeah. boundary throwing. Yeah. And they're just stand- Surely that should just be the number one rule book in the, uh, in ruck. In the ruck contest. It should yeah. be get to front position. And like last week when... Um, Sam Powell Pepper, you know, clearly pushed Harry Pepper Powell. Young. Yeah, Harry Young, Harry Young. <laughs> I'm doing it now too. Um, <laughs> Just wait till but, I try but, to say but, SI Morales. Yeah, so about that. Pushed Harry Mackay fair and square in the middle, and it's unpaid. And you're going, oh, it's just. Simple ones mm. that are just not. I actually gum- thought it was disappointing. But and I've heard a lot of people complaining about umpiring. Um, on Saturday night, I thought the umpires were actually it was for, all right. for once actually paid. For, like the problem, you, you, stage, we were like ten to one up. And you I'm, mentioned it. You, you actually hit the nail on the head. Where you went, they can say they don't. They can they can say they don't do this, but they. I think sometimes they do. I think they do. We got out to a bit of a you know, in the discrepancy it was thirteen to four or something. Mm. But they thought, were there, and you thought, oh yeah, maybe. Yeah. But you sort of thought, oh, this will even itself out, and we haven't actually gotten full freight. No. No, we, for getting these we didn't get benefit the ones we got, and then and and I don't think I don't think Freo got a lot of goals from the free kicks were given, yeah. but it was when we were trying to turn the screws and get back in the game yeah, every single just time. You the just pressure valve ex- and, it's exactly what happened. It was just the the opportunity to sort of maybe just ask a question invariably was scuttled by a pretty soft free kick to Freo. That they were there, but there are a lot that are often. Go. Yeah, with a toss of a coin. It's, yeah. And, and, and then, it's by oh, no way impacted the result whatsoever. Um, it was just when we needed more, we just didn't get it. Yeah, and then by virtue of obviously where the ball spent most of its time, felt like it did anyway, um, never a good sign that most of your best players are defenders again. Yep. Um, but it certainly felt that way again, that most of our better players were in the back half. Mm. Um, they were just seeing lots of the ball. and We're not getting... And we, you picked this at the start of the season. I'll, I'll give you all the credit for oh, that one. Excellent. The, it's the, the, I like this story already. The Jacob Wiedering isolation. Mm. Yep. And he, look, and when he's isolated, he's not losing his battles, but he's given us absolutely nothing. Yeah, he can't intercept. Right? Adam Saad on the weekend had to defend more. Like, we're not getting... Fireman Saad. <laughs> bounce off halfback. Off the halfback line is just where we need to drive our offense. We're... We've got the weapons to do it too. That's the annoying thing. Who's for me. taking the kick? And then you got, got I've, we're gonna. I've got a thought on this. We're going to get back to this in a moment. Right. We're going to talk th- on personnel. Yeah, I've got okay. a thought on this. Um, so chicken shits now. Uh, we've touched on coaching. We've touched on imagination. We've touched on whether you can adapt. Fantasy and imagination. Prepare imagination and fantasy. <laughs> um, that was one of my favourite early pod memories where you swore whichever way it was. Yeah, I got it the wrong way around. And I was like, but I was confident it was. You were unbelievably confident. The best part of that is where he he's... He blocked me, Ned Zelich. Ned Zelich. Like, we always used to interact. And like, I, I thought we had a good, good Twitter relationship, but I, I, <laughs> I thought we were friends. It was like he was having a... He had a crack at Patrice Evra when he was playing at Juve. He was not good. Juve. No, but he, there was an injury and he had to move in. Patrice Evra's not a centre-back. God, in the later career, he was hardly a left back. He, he wanted was, to be a winger. Yeah. yeah. And he was like, oh, Patrice gave away the... Mate, he's, it's a makeshift type of thing. And all I said, you know, just ease up on him. I think you should Locked. go back. Mate, I think you should go back Twitter advanced search and find out the tweet. You'll be able to do like a cat sent from your account to Zelich's account using Evra. Done. You'll be able to find it. Um, or just go from your account to his account, I'd imagine. It'll come up. Uh, so the chicken sheets, we've spoke about all that different stuff. Selection and list composition is my first note here. I take no pleasure in naming names, uh, but we've got to move past a few blokes. Naming names is what we do. Cottrell. 
has not been discussed in the last two Timbo. weeks. Timbo. 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 But he's not driving Timbo. us forward. I'm going to give you the Simon story. Story. Simon story. 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 Simon story was a player. Good on him, mate. He was better footballer than I would ever imagine I could be, right? But he played in the first ever Melbourne Victory Premiership. Gotcha. Now, sort of very my, niche, cu- niche my cousin Michael and I used to always have a laugh that Simon Story, every time we got the ball, he played left back. He'd kick it to Michael Theoklatos or Michael Theo these days. Why did he change his name? All right. It's Michael, in, my cousin used to say to me, That'd be like watch him, watch him. He'll never kick, he'll never pass the ball forward, never pass it into the midfield, never. He always just gets it and just goes back to the keeper. He's could a he, premiership player and good on him. Could he at least defend? He was okay. Yeah, okay. All right. Gangly. But that was him. That's Tim. Cottrell just gets the ball and just looks sideways and backwards and kicks it. That's it. Yep. We need But some. he puts in a shift, Vab. Oh, and that's what he does. He, he's, he's in and around contests. As I said it could be tw- more than that, mate. As I said on Twitter, he's not working night fill at Safeway. Yeah. And, and like, is it an overreaction to the fact that we've run out of run in a couple of games? So the... His inclusion, his inclusion uh, is his, his ability mate, to be able to mate, run and sprint. His inclusion was an overreaction to something. Yeah. Um, I don't care what it is. Yep. And I'm not popping the bloke because, like Fab said, I mean, in the sense of, like, you play AFL football, you're a bloody good footballer. Yeah, mm. and, like, and, and we'll always – the moment he's in the team and he's going to play, you back him in and you hope for everything that he's going to give. He's never going to be the player that's going to take that kick. No. Ever. I agree. And that's why – and I think Sean and I got bogged down into it. Uh, Semantics? When it comes to Stocker, he's got to be in the side. We've got to speak about this. I don't well. give a shit where, but he's the player who takes that kick. Yep. I agree. Because A, he as can. As does Lockie and O'Brien. B, and and talk, so does Lockie O'Brien. We're going to talk O'Brien. about him in a moment. So, Nunes is another. We're just, like, honestly, like, we just... Has he always been that slow? I don't know, but... Not not of, not pace slow, as in gets the ball, mate, it's slow, AFL. Slow of mind. AFL yeah. football, how long we're do you the, want? We're at the point where I'm thinking, let's look at what a player might give us. What's their ceiling? Versus what a player, you know, we're probably going to get a 6 out of 10 maybe from him, I don't know. Go on, because at the moment, playing on those wings, it's... We don't, we, our wow. wing, we have not sorted them out wow, all wow, year. Wow, 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 wow. Jordan Boyd, um, like, just, I'm not sure. <sighs> Look, he's obviously a favourite, I think, is Nick Austin picked him twice now. So Nick Austin, Essentially, Nick yes. Austin obviously loves him, loves something about him. I'm not 100% what it is. Photos. <sighs> Jesus, because like, once again... He's he's okay at the level below. Yep. Um, I, th- I think he's a ball in hand footballer, but when you're asking him to be defensive, physical, and lay a tackle without giving away a free kick, well, to date he has not been able to do it. Like and, and to his me, his selection in the mid season draft last year got a lot of Carlton reserves players offside. Yep. And especially when he came into the team, played in the midfield, and had about. Four touches in two weeks, mm. so that's an issue. I'm not sure what exactly we're playing, why we're doing this. Uh, seemingly, based on the criteria that saw Lockie O'Brien get dropped, Setterfield has to go. Um, he's I think he had nine touches on the weekend. Setters just just didn't do anywhere near enough. And on O'Brien, we spoke about him just before. If and when he plays again, can he just take the kick-ins? Mm. Like honestly, even when he played, and I got a couple, I got an, I got a, a, a perspective on this. There's a misconception that Zach Williams is a good kick in. But here's the thing: so who needs, or who would benefit from? As silly as this sounds, this is not why you play the game. But who would benefit from the extra six to nine stats 
more. Lockie O'Brien or Doc or Saad or Williams. In terms of at the end of the game, you look at the stat sheet and you go, oh, Lockie's had 24. Yep. Eight of them are kick-ins. Yep. You go, he's had 24, okay. But at least give him some responsibility. He's a beautiful kick of the ball. He's, you know what he's going to do as well? He's going to actually take off from the goal square. He will. He'll, he'll go, he'll get the ball 70 metres up the ground. And you go, here's the, arguably the best kick of the football on the list. Yep. Who... Fair being fair, can struggle to find the ball. He's on the wing. We're not using those wings very well at the moment. That's limiting his exposure to get easy ball. So give him eight to ten easy touches mm. every week where he can use his weapon, which is kicking the ball beautifully. And on his journey back to his wing, he'll provide an option running past oh, that forces mate. the bloke who's standing there like a statue. There, there, I just think that there are so many little ways where you can give a player who's down on confidence or whatever it might be a bit of exposure, a purpose, some utility a bit of a leg up, and it's awareness of a bigger picture thing as well, going, what does this guy do well? He kicks the ball really well. So what about we we have him take the kick-ins? Yeah? And then, as I said, the flow and effect of that is gives him some extra stats. That gets people off his back a bit. And then hopefully you start to build some confidence. But on the depth chart, you look at the depth chart and you say, who is who on our list can play wing? Right? We don't have a... We're a bit short in that position. But his name's there. He has to play. Well, he's that attitude where you've said... He's a, he's, a, he's a genuine winger. And this is where Sean's boy is going to get a bit of a shout-out. I don't care if you like him or you don't like him or what have you. Lockie Plowman is a better defender. Mm. I'm not saying Lockie Plowman is going to be the, 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 the key that unlocks Carlton's premiership. Right? We will, like Ed Kerno, to become better, we'll need to move past... Lockie Plowman, probably when McDonald and McGovern are both in, we saw at the start of the year, he doesn't get a game. But right now, he's bloody better than Luke Parks. We've seen it. Great. So how is he not playing? Well, this is the thing we're going to speak about later with Stocker as well. Because Parks gives you nothing. This is the same thing with Stocker. It's, where it's pure defence. Pure defence, that's right, well, but Lockie we need more it. than that. Agreed. And Lockie, and Lockie Plowman, for all his shortcomings and all his detractors, is more reliable. Yep. He's a bit more focused. He makes fewer mistakes, yep. etc. I think the thing with Lockie, even like the Zach Williams thing being a bad kick-in, he had the shocking kick-in late in the game, and that's what everyone remembers, yeah. is the one really horrendously bad kick-in. And I think with Lockie Plowman, it's a bit like that. When he makes a mistake, because he's in defence, it's costing us a shot at goal. Yep. So everyone remembers it. No one remembers the botched handball inside forward 50, etc. But just on uh, on on, I suppose, Dow and Lobber, clearly the club have no faith in them, and I, I would be... I would be stunned, I'm just going to say it, I would be stunned if both of them are on our list next year. Just the way things are tracking at the moment. On, um, on what you see. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and I think, I think foot, the football world will recognise there's enough talent in 100%. Dow and Lobb that they would play him, they would t- give him an opportunity elsewhere. And we're, look, I'm not saying, like Fab, we're not saying that those two guys are going to come in and like transform what we're doing and turn us into... But you're like... They're not making us worse. They're a, he's a better option on the wing. You know, even Dow, Kennedy goes out, throw Dow in. Yep, exactly right. Just do it. Well, and, and I'm just... When you talk... I we, found the Ned Zellish. Here we go, let us have it. Maybe it was... Oh, I was a little bit... Yeah, <laughs> I, was, I, was th- I was thinking that's the way it was going to go. Let's hear um, it. So he's... Was, when Lick Steiner says, Juve's Champions League exit still eats at me. What year is this? It's 2016. Okay. There's a good chance he means ever absolutely destroyed us. So I replied, 
Left back thrown into the middle of de- defence, given a massive injury. It's pretty harsh on the little champ. Way for Champions League medal count, Evra won, Zalic nil. He replies, last minute, leading 2-1 and tries to dribble out of defence. Destroys a deserved win. Your football knowledge is useless. <laughs> well played, And Ned. I wrote back, um, Ned was one of your best... He must be a listener of the show. He was one of your best players on the night. The medal count remark must have hit a nerve. Relax, Ned. I don't have one either. Enjoy. <laughs> Blocked. See, so, that doesn't deserve a block. Blocked. But before that, we had really good interactions, me I'm sure and Ned has the fantasy framed. and imagination king yeah, and I'm, I. I'm sure Ned has all these interactions framed on the wall <laughs> when he used to um, with old Fabiano underscore G7. Just yes. talking wing, as you sort of said, you know, clearly our best wingman is Sam Walsh, but we're playing Play him. No. But, well, we're playing him more inside at the moment. We're going to speak about this. Uh, Nick Newman can play wing. We're not doing okay. that. No, no, we're going to speak. Okay, well, I'm going to stop you here because we're going to double back to these two. Okay. In another discussion. Okay. So I'm going to bear with me. Too much is left to two through a few. That's a chicken shit. Uh, we had the top five possession winners on the ground. No docker had more than 30 touches. We also had 10 of the bottom 12 possession winners on the ground. Mm. That, that was our biggest um, issue. 12, of our fa- our play- uh, 12 total players failed to reach double-figure disposals. 10 of them were in navy blue. In fairness, one of them was Pitto. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, Martin Fisher and Setterfield had nine each. Boyd had eight. Um, I thought Martin toiled. Yeah, All but night. T- Saturday night was not the response that they needed. Second up from a good showing last week, Fisher and Martin. Yeah, I think the, I think when the ball was around where Martin was, yeah. I think he was working to try and make yeah. things happen. It just he wasn't that bad. Yeah. Fisher was not good. Mm. Uh, ball movement was another chicken. Almost shit. game of vote. That would have been Fisher. Tim. That would have been Harry Mackay. No, 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 no. Fisher, Fisher. No, you even, nearly gave Martin, Martin a vote. Even yeah, mate, okay. if you had a sent through Jack Martin, I would have given you the warning. I would have given you the old. Are you sure you the, want to do they'll this? Come they'll for come you. for you. <laughs> <laughs> um, ball move. It was another chicken shit. Just kicking to packs without any great representation all night at ground level. Yep. Very easy to defend because of the way we move the ball so slowly. Everyone inside fifty, and then worse, like when we do kick down the line, as I just alluded to, where are the smalls? Nowhere. Why are we just kicking? We're playing markers up every single week. Surely this is not the plan. We had a couple of... But even even if we res, have to resort to it, our little fo- our little fellas were Darcy yeah, Vessio... The, the lollipop guild. They were, they were Darcy Vessio-like. Trying to sneak out the back, the trying back, to get that... Get front and centre. Mate, it hasn't come out the back. What did Lee Matthews say in that whiny voice down the phone all those years ago? Tell, Tell Acker to get yeah. front and centre. But not... The front of Lynchy. The front. God, go, go, yeah, fuck it. I got it, Lee. Go, yeah. Fucking hang up. The issue we have, look, not only are we kicking to pack, but if we're going to do it, and you've got the example of Kerno going on a 150-metre lead, kick it to him properly. Well, yeah. What about, where was the one? Who, oh, who had it? I don't want to throw someone in when it wasn't them. Um, we had the ball, half-back flank, very static. Hold, 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 hold. And then by the time they kicked to Kerno, whoever it was, Pierce or whoever it was, it was, on, his, we're talking about. It was on his hammer. Mm. It's Nunes. Yeah. Nunes. Was it Nunes? It was yeah. See, I see, like, glad because I was going to say... 30 seconds oh, too late. I was going to say Setterfield. So the problem here, again, yeah, is quicker, 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 quicker. That's what we just said. And Charlie, like, Charlie has the wheels to, even if he kicked it earlier and a little shorter, he would have put on a little bit of a... The Jets, and you get there, and you kind of mark, and he's a very good mark on the slide as well. Yeah. No, you've made him run all the way. Even if he marked, he would have been seventy meters from his own goal. How at is that point, helping at us? At one point, like Harry was on a back flank, 
getting the ball and you're like you're 40 meters too far up the yeah, field. The delivery, right. the delivery was disgusting. Are you planning on kicking it to yourself? Yeah, that's yeah. One and Mr. Perfect style. This this bloke <laughs> doesn't deserve a whack because I thought he toiled all oh, night. Whack him anyway. George Hewitt. We were streaming out of it might have been from a center clearance. If we were playing at Marvel, he would have hit the roof. <laughs> it was that high. I think I remember it. Yeah. We were kicking to the left of screen. Yeah, and I yeah. think, Jesus but, Christ, George, but, no but one's marking that. He's allowed an error. He's allowed yeah. an error. Yeah, no, no. I'm but, just, but it was yeah. just after having all the other it was inside a night, 50 deliveries being so It was poor. a night where we needed a lot more going right. and We just needed to try to actually engineer some leads. But yeah, he wasn't the, David Caruso on that one. The problem here is that it just told me that a lot of our guys just weren't working hard enough. To create separation, to create space, to pull that web apart. We just weren't doing it. The sacrificial leads do not exist at the Carlton Footy Club. No, basically, I lead enough, I don't get the ball. Fuck them. What are you doing? Mm. Why aren't you kicking me the ball? No, you lead out to create space. Mm. The SI Morales Memorial Buster Nut Trophy this weekend. I have a nomination. So do I. I'll go first. Uh, Jacob Wiedering for his job on Matt Taberner. Yeah, or Patrick Cripps. Patrick Cripps was our best player, Tim. That's not the S.I. Morales Memorial Buster Nut Trophy. I can't explain this to you every no, week. I get it. I get it. We're talking effort. He can't be the best player on the ground and get the S.I. Morales Memorial Buster Nut I almost think in this, in this situation trophy. he could because he, he, no, he did Buster Nut. He was you very two, much a standout. You two completely misunderstand. No, no, but I was going to nominate Weeders as well. Yeah, I was happy with Weedering's game, yeah. I, just a job when it's left to too few and he has to be stay at home. I mean, tap... Tabernacle played Essendon. I mean, he's coming off seven. You had to... I was spewing to, for a Wheaters when he spoiled the ball right to him. Yeah, yep, yep. And kicked the goal. Because he killed him. Yeah. He killed him all night. Tabernacle was a non-entity. He had he got one cheap free that he ended up missing the set shot on in the first quarter, which yeah. he's seems to be the... He kicked 55 or something. Yeah. The that un- was over the shoulder one. Yeah, the, yeah. Which I, I texted you and I said, can you not spoil in the game? It's, it, it was, the arms it, come it, over it, the shoulder. It touched his cheek. Yeah, it, but like, it's a letter come over the shoulder. He's touched the ball. He yeah. hasn't just come and smacked him in the neck. He's, he's, I think to the letter of the law. He's beaten him. No, it wasn't a free no, play on. To the letter of the law. Yeah, fuck and, off. And, play on. No, no. And a quarter later, we got paid the exact yeah. same free kick to us. Play on. I know. Both of them should have been play on. Yeah. They, they were consistent. I, I yeah. had no issue with the umpiring on Saturday night. I had issues. So, I mean, yeah. So, I mean, wearing. Mate, you know how you know, I've, I've been keeping a very tight leash on Timbo. I've been looking at the side of my eye just to make sure he isn't going off on a rant. And we're not talking about this. The whole pit net and bloody, what's his name, Darcy and the Ruck thing. And you're like, it, was, it should have been a free kick because he wasn't looking at him. Like, I don't care. Yeah. No, no, I get it. I get it. No, just that, that, was, that was a – I think what irritates a lot of people is that Pito's been penalised for the whole shepherding rule. A lot. A lot. A lot. And, you know, a lot of the times you hear that, you hear the whistle and you think uh, – no. What's it for? We're getting started. That's that's. I think that's what irritated people, but I, um, it doesn't stop him getting... getting it, it takes one incident mm. for a guy to injure a PCL, and it's unfortunate, but... It had nothing to for, do with for, the fact for, that Darcy wasn't looking at the ball. No, no, no. No, it's it's just a delicious irony that he that he wasn't. But yeah. but again, but delicious. I, but I look at I look at Sean Darcy and watch the rest of the. Look, I think Sean Darcy is a serious footballer. I think he's a really really good footballer. But there was a lot of instances where you could have paid a free kick against a guy that didn't come, and I think it was a little bit of the the reputation protects the individual. Mm-hmm. But this is why I didn't want to get him. Started. No, no, no. I but, but I only but, got myself to blame. But if there are half free kicks, pay the free kicks. And and if it means that Sean Darcy has to slightly adjust his game to not be body first rather than ball first, 
I think football's better for it. That's okay. that. That was all the point that I was coming off. It's yeah. not going to help Pitto's PCL. No. And and have we heard any I updates yet? No. No. Look, do we have to prepare for Timbo, the balance we, we, of 2022 get, without him? Is we, my we get players like Jack Silvani pulling out before the game, the day Matt before Kennedy. the game. Matt Kennedy with no explanation. Yeah, so true. You're just sore. You're like, sore. is he just? Yeah. Uh, so okay, I'm happy. Yeah, we'd. I'd rather have Macca come back and lie to us. About the, the yeah, injury report. two to three weeks away. What about... <laughs> Mark um, Murphy, two to three weeks what away. What about yeah. Mitch McGovern? He's three to, two to three weeks away from a four-week hamstring, which he did five weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, big question. I don't have the soundbite anymore. Big question. Yeah, I couldn't find it. I couldn't be bothered re-recording it either. So I've got two big questions this week, and they're both effectively the same kind of thing about where is a player being deployed. The first big question is... Now, let's not talk about this for 45 minutes. Let's try to keep this sharp, yeah? Are we getting bang for buck from Sam Walsh's touches at the moment? No. no. This is not a knock on him. No. But for the first time in his career, it feels like he's not the metronome that is at the very heart of our midfield. He's not relentlessly driving us forward into advantage. He's not breaking their midfield with that relentless run he's known for. Is it because of a different role? Is it a consequence of the ankle that he's carrying? No doubt. But at the moment... <laughs> Sorry. He, he's getting 36, and it's it's junk. Junk's probably harsh, but I take your point. And, like, I will I will never criticise Walsh with his with his work rate. No. And um, that's not what we're saying here. We're, no. we're saying I think this but is a consequence he, of role. He's, with 36, 10 of those would be receiving, breaking a line, and then set. Last year... He's, he's getting everything at the back, at the back. He's he's hampered. He's a hundred percent hampered Completely. by the end. last year. If he had thirty six, he'd have seven or eight clearances, four he'd, goals. He'd have five hundred meters gained. Yep. Last year, if you would have said goal. Cripps had thirty odd and kicked three, and Sam Walsh had thirty six, how much did we win by? Yeah, correct. So this is a problem. This is not us saying too much left to too few. But the attitude for me at the moment is Walsh is just feels like however we're utilizing and deploying him is actually not helping him or us. No. So maybe moving him to a wing may help because it's not it, it's, the endurance isn't the issue. I just don't think he has that burst in him yet. He's not he's not receive. It's, it's when he's receiving that that he's still doing his his inside work as he, good as it. It's, it's, it's he's not playing poorly. No, and and that's not what we're saying. It, it's it's we're that, not getting value out of his possessions no. as we did. This time last year. I'm happy with that big question because we got through that relatively quickly. This next big question could it's take... because l- you put Tim on mute. <laughs> well. Mm. He's still talking. <laughs> uh, so this next big question uh, is a bit of a flow on from what Fabiganush and I were talking about. Uh, I don't know. I can't remember if it was on Twitter or I don't know where it was. Are we getting the best out of Liam Stocker as a small defender? And the point I make here is... That feels like the type of job you, quote-unquote, sacrifice a Nick Newman type for so that you can deploy Stocker or a similar player in a manner that actually utilises that player's weapons. I just don't think that it's a move that best serves him or us, and the sooner we recognise it, the better. And you just want to play midfield. Is play midfield. I don't, yeah, I don't disagree, but my, my question was going to be where he has to play because he has the creative streak in him to unlock so where do we play him? I just think, too, the other thing, that's a good point. Because he's not fast. I just think that the other thing as well is that he's actually not really a very good one-on-one defender. That that was the query yeah. last year. And, and, and if did, he, but did if you he expose was, him? 
Mm. If he was, you'd go, but, I kind of get it. Yeah. But that's but, a bad exposure. Like yeah. Adam Saab, when we exposed him as a one-on-one defender, got beaten every single time. Yeah, and it comes back to matchups. Like you, there is a... Like, and Zach Williams isn't a good one-on-one defender. He's improving. Could I could we say Zach Williams isn't a good anything at the moment? Oh, he's not uh, horrible. That's harsh. No, no, because he, he he will give you metres gained. He will take the game on. Just kicking it down the line. Metres gained is another bullshit stat. No, no I get it. I get oh, it. But, but no, it, no, it, no metres gained for, gain for, say, a Jack Lacocious is a bullshit stat. Yes. Because he's taking kick-ins, and if he has 900 metres gained, you're going, well, if you've taken five, if you've taken five kick-ins, that's 300 metres right there. Yeah. So I think if you're in like a Sam Walsh when he's getting metres gained. Perhaps I'm just shitty that the fact that I thought we were getting this highly skilled. Are we still talking about Stocker here? Running half well, back we're, in Williams. We're getting back onto it. Yeah, yeah. But, but Liam Stocker. You, if, if you have the matchup where he's playing on the weakest half forward on the opposition or the guy who's the. Who um, himself could still be a specialist half forward. Yeah. He is not. He is a makeshift half back. Yeah. Well, correct. And. and if you've got a half, if you've got the high half forward that's trying to push into the midfield, put Stocker on him because mm. you know he's he's going to be playing as much midfield as he is forward. He's not going to be the guy that you want to stay at home mm. that's going to rip you apart. Allow him so to rotate to that matchup, yeah. whoever it is, and then get Plowman on the the the, the hard yeah. small forward and the, whatever. Gone are the days where you've got an opponent for the day. That's Very right. rarely, that's like right. obviously, like the Tabner we think it's an obvious. Yeah. And there is a risk with Stocker that they will try and put him one on one with well, we're the guy be that will seek that. to expose him, and and that's that's the box. Well, Caleb Daniel doesn't take an opponent any week. Yeah, the fact that no one can really exploit Caleb Daniel is just bizarre. Correct. Or well, maybe that's good planning from the Bulldogs. Yeah, but even then, I'd be like, get in the cage with Jack Martin. And he's going to beat you in every facet of the game. Yeah, the when octagon. The ball come, but <laughs> the seriously, octagon. get in the octagon with Jack Martin. Go, he is going to beat you in every facet of the game. He is going to make this. You're going to have to hide him. Everybody lead away from yeah. the matchup. One on one. Kick the ball on their head. <laughs> so it's over. Yeah. Going. So I think that the thing with me with Stocker, which is frustrating, is that how many years has he been on the list now? 19, 20, 21, 22? Fourth Four. year. Um, why haven't we put. And he's had some injury problems. Yeah, he's he had has. some personal leave and totally cognizant of that. But we should have been taking every single opportunity, whether it's at the senior level or at the developing twos level, to play him and Dow as a one-two punch in the in the midfield for and, the Northern and, Blues. And at the same time, oh, in the mid, Northern Blues, yes. Because at the moment, when you add Chera and Hewitt to our midfield 100%. rotation, and that's fine. it pushes those two blokes two rungs down. And that's fine. But this idea, Fab mentioned it earlier, I just think that Liam Stocker playing in defence is square peg round hole. Possibly, yes. And that's not what he was recruited as. And what are we actually doing that benefits him and us both in the medium to long term. We're yeah, doing nothing. That, as you say, if you're not going to be playing him as a sweeper at senior AFL level eventually, then why are you playing him in the twos? I agree. You've got mail. We do. Uh, we've got one from... I'm going to find the first one here. Uh, Mark DT. How damning is it that we went into the season with one genuine AFL-ready Ruckman on the list? Surely we could have considered someone like Darcy Fort for Peanuts. Well, that would be sensible, yes, to get someone else who is a legitimate break in case of emergency. We aren't the only team that's done it. It Mm. it just feels like the Ruck position is being disrespected, to be honest, and it's causing a lot of teams a lot of grief. Absolutely. You look at Hawthorne. I mean, Hawthorne at the moment are kind of going... Especially when we're playing... 
that our strength is going to be around clearance. We're the one team that can't afford that. Yeah. But we haven't traded away a legit option that could play in that role like Hawthorne did with Segler. That, that's what's damning and alarming at Hawthorne is you had a really good Ruckman. Well, they've replaced him with Lynch. Is that the Collingwood bloke? In terms, yeah. of, in terms of a list spot for yeah, a list and, spot. And, and so they were unlucky that they've had injuries to McAvoy and to Reeves. I just, think, I just reckon, though... Is three enough? No. You need Correct. four, and one of the four is the Alex Murkov, yeah. who is the completely raw developing prospect. Mm. Yeah. And which, if we had that four, we'd be looking at it going, how good's this? We've, right. got, we've got some cover. We've got Pitnet. We've got a cover. We've got the understudy. Tom DeConning. And the bloke who's fourth in line is doing really well. Yeah, that's right. And and look, I'm jumping around a little bit, but um, obviously Oscar McDonald was a test for his back this week. Um, mm. He wasn't named. I don't know if he played twos. No. But I guess... Jay didn't tell you? Yeah. Your inside man when <laughs> you get in touch well, with well, him. Well, well, he wasn't on the list, so therefore he didn't play. Give Denzel um, a buzz. Uh, <laughs> if McDonald... Do we play McDonald and then Lewis Young becomes a co-ruckman and is a... Utility. I don't players. know if Lewis Young can ruck. He took one one He's of the tall. <laughs> one of the centre bounces. He looks scared. And wait, well, 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 I know what it's like to get absolutely smashed in the ruck. If you don't know how to ruck, can it's, just, it's not something you just. Can you tell the story for new listeners? There are some listeners who won't get the context. Nah, no, no, the context. Either like, you tell the story or I. No, tell no, the no. Story. Abbreviate. I'll tell. I, I had to come up. You're in playing a, for parade, right? Against a. Against a young, oh, look, you know, just young Drew Petrie, who goes on to be how many games did he play? Three hundred, three hundred. You can't just get three. You can't say, oh, who's the next biggest? Well, what happened? You had an injury because you, yeah, were, no, you... No, no, few injuries. You got to go now into the ruck, Fabian. You must ruck Fab- in, in Fab- a Herald Sun Shield final. Look, it's it's, it's all. Uh... Why are you skirting around the details? No, 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 of no, no. Because I'm trying. Why, not, Why no, are you getting so skittish? No, no. The you point scattered. Look at him. No, the point being, the point being. You get put up against someone who's going to go, and you can't just pick someone who's never played a position. So I go. Not only am I going up against another ruck, but I'm going up against the bloke who ends up playing 300 games of AFL football. So you're saying you can't ruck? You were just the next tallest bloke. I could hardly play football, let alone ruck. And what did he do to you all night? He hurt me. (laughs) (laughs) He hurt me very bad. is, Is he on cameo? Can we get Drew Petrie? No one knew it was Drew Petrie at the time. Well, he probably did. His name was Drew Petrie. So his family probably knew who he was. It, so a few rib issues. Did he get like a knee in the solar plexus? Or? No, no. It's, it's on. Like, like, I've then, I, I've then, on I've the then gone night. on and rucked in you, other games. And you, did, I, you get a, smashed. You get a, smashed. You did get the better of him in one contest. They slipped. Let's not. Let's, let's not, let's not. It was like the fighter. <laughs> he knocked down Sugar Ray. Oh, shit, balls in my hands, bang. But my, the point is, not only could I not ruck, so get past all that part where he hurt me and I felt like crying, <laughs> I can't ruck. Right? I can't get around the ground. I'm not fit. Yeah. I can't do A, B. But, but in fairness, Lewis Young can do ruck drills yeah, at training my, and get himself ready to be able to ruck for next weekend. So Lewis Young all of a sudden has got the aerobic capacity to roam around the ground. Like Mark well, mate, we're coming up against Todd Goldstein. He's going to maul us. Tristan Cherry or whatever, Cherry. Sherry or whatever his name is. Yeah. Tiffany, Tiffany Cherry. Tiffany. Tiff, Tiff Cherry's not going to be an issue. So I think TDK. <laughs> I, wouldn't, I um, wouldn't go too soon. We've given a lot of players a start. Um, <laughs> but 
but it'll be very interesting to see how we Todd Goldstein. Fashion. Todd Goldstein is going to absolutely have a day out. But that said, I don't think North Melbourne have much. If they can get it in, get in quickly, Nick Lark is a bit of a worry. He, he troubled us last year. He kicked seven. Do you reckon Weeders is going to let that happen again? He might not have a choice because the way that the ball comes in. No, I get it. And that's what happened last year. So that's it's incumbent. Was that the week before we played Port? Or, like, we weren't no, in stellar yeah, form. Yeah, that that was, it was before Port. We got beaten by Gold Coast at Marvel in that run as well. Like, we were playing that was some the, seriously uh, shit football. That was the infamous game with the tweet, the North Melbourne game. It was. It was the infamous game. Oh, the to, to sack him. Yeah. 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 We've been. Yeah. F, well, are we still banned. We are banned. We're still banned. Yeah. Still blocked. How, but, um, how will that turn around? What? It would just won't. No, it, it just won't. won't. You're won't. in purgatory forever. They'll send us the president to have a chat. <laughs> but no, <laughs> but we, 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 are, we are not allowed to see their tweets. We've got one from Jim Bob here. Uh, James, are we at risk of losing players if we continue to play Nunes, Cottrell, etc.? I'd rather see we play the kids to see if they're up to it. I get there needs to be balance, but let's see them. James, fun story about James. James, we used to go to the football. Uh, he was the uh, nephew of the sort of family friends we used to go to the football with. He would bring an assortment of lollies and treats, uh, you know, just in the, the, old, the old sort of pick and mix style oh. and, and bagged raspberries and stuff. Um, yeah, James, we are. We are at risk of losing those guys we sort of mentioned earlier who, um, for one reason or another, have been squeezed out of calculations. And I just want to clarify that I didn't... I wasn't like a full adult, like in my 20s when we, I was we, crying. Yeah, we, I, I was yeah, a young high you school. You were playing yeah. Herald Sun Shield. That is, they don't let 25-year-old blokes <laughs> yeah. play in the Herald Sun Shield. So, yeah, don't go, oh, you know, Fab was having a sook. You know. Yeah, he wasn't Fab playing... Fab wasn't 35 having he, a cry. He wasn't playing for... Fight. I would have punched him if that was the case. He wasn't playing for Gisborne or something. He was playing for... Parade and who was Drew representing? I can't remember whatever school we had to play that day. <laughs> I can't remember. Uh, Pats, I don't remember. Would have been. Yeah, I think he was a Pellerat boy. Yeah, that's what I thought. Anyway, James's point is well made. Was uh, it the Herald Sun fi- final? <laughs> Did let it go? <laughs> but was it? It was, wasn't it? We can find the year. No, can we yeah, we, no, we can't find the year. I'll find the year right now. No, what are you talking it's, about? Um, it hurts. Honestly, it hurts. It hurts. I believe you. No, move on, please, Sean. Well, what are you doing, Timo? I'm just going to see if the footy's on. Herald Sun competition, 1977. You weren't certainly weren't playing in 1977. What are you doing, Fab? You bloody idiot. Yeah. Can we come on? Um, can we talk reserves? And our uh, well, you should be able to talk reserves. Well, no, I just Jay's gone to the effort to give us feedback. So we all watched the the game was live streamed, Timo. Well, I wasn't watching it. So I might be Tim, the only bloke we're in the middle missed. of the mailbox. Well, yeah, well, then can we get to the, the mailbox? mailbox? We're in the middle of the mailbox. Well, we're doing you the were mailbox trying to Google right 1977 Herald Sun final. It was 1998. <laughs> 1975. Um, Gav, what does Paddy Dow have to do to get a spot in this side? Lobs kicking skills would have come in very handy on the weekend. What are the selectors seeing that we aren't, or are we just a is shit this? mediocre is this? side? This is Gav. Um, Look, I think they've just stamped their papers for whatever reason. Attitude, work rate, shortcomings of some description and the frustration is the players they're picking ahead of them have a skill deficiency uh, or deficit, I should say. But there was... But that was uh, Are you going to play Dow on a wing? No, we're going to play Dow in place of um, Matt Kennedy. No, I agree with that. 
but but obviously from a team structure perspective, I'm going to play lob on the wing ahead of anyone. Yeah, no, I get that and I agree with that as well. But if you're bringing Dow into the team, what role is he playing? Like for the North Melbourne game, if Dow plays, where is he playing? Playing on the ball, and his job is to get the ball. So, but and assuming get it to but assuming Kennedy comes back, are you playing Dow as well? I'd probably like to have a look at Dow. Yeah, yeah, ahead of Kennedy at the moment. Kennedy's had what, what, what was his issue? No one knows. He was they scared. said he was sore. They <laughs> said he was sore. But his previous two weeks, we had all said we didn't think that he was running as well as he was. So the fact that they've said give him a break and that he's been a bit sore actually makes a whole lot of but sense. If he's ready to go, do you not want to play for momentum for him? Kennedy, absolutely. You don't want to break Kennedy's momentum. Kennedy's been playing too well to not be playing. It's I think his just, momentum's can, can been you, broken. Can you play Dow as well? Is, is the question. And if he's not playing inside, where else can you play? Because if Zach Fisher's had a bad week and you need another player on the half-forward flank... Can't Kennedy play there? Well, he has before, but that's been the argument, is it's it hasn't played to his strengths. Yeah. Uh, the big oos, June. I miss Fab. Oos! That's all he said. Um, I love him. Max White. Are we even better than last year? Record says so, but still looks like talent winning us games over structure and a system. We actually said that earlier. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, point well made. Agreed. Um, Nick Webby said... Which uh, talent is going to get you in any side. Yeah, yeah. Certain wins. Uh, Webby said, uh, will we see any statements made at selection? I don't think we'll see any seismic... They can't drop Lob and Dow because they're already out of the team. Um, well, I've got five changes that I'm anticipating. Well, I think Fish goes out. I think Setterfield goes out. Well, I don't have Fish. I think Nunes goes out. Yeah, yeah. So I've got Nunes out, anticipating that Carroll comes in. I've got Setterfield going out, anticipating that O'Brien comes in. I think you probably take Oes out for Motlop. Um, I think you take Parks out for Plowman, and I think Pitnet is obviously out. And so I've Cottrell surviving said, for everybody here. Well, McDonald's come in. Well, we're, we're not there yet, but yeah. And then Young probably playing as a ruckman from a balanced perspective, and my only other comment was Boyd as your 23rd man probably gets replaced by Kemp. But you're right, you've then got Cottrell as well as an opportunity, so then who comes in for him? And the answer to that may be Dow, but the only thing that we haven't touched on is is, is Kennedy coming in. So, um, All there, good questions. There, there, there are options. There are options there. So Jack Hardy, what is currently our number one need that should be addressed through the mid-season draft? I honestly don't think we'll take anyone. Honestly, the mid-season draft is not a lot of outstanding medium to long-term talent available. If Pitnet is out for the rest of the season, you're taking a Ruckman. But who? Who cares? I care, because what's the point of giving him a list spot? Best available mature Ruckman in the country. Yeah, I don't think we'll be doing that. I, I think that's just a waste of money and a waste of spot. So we're going to go in for the balance of the season with DeConning. I think if we Young could, I think if we could go and get a experienced AFL quality ruckman, we would. But I don't think you're going to get that with what's available at the moment. Well, it, we, and, and Oscar McDonald may have a dodgy back, so you can't be rucking him every other week. So you're going in with DeConning, Silvani, and Lewis Young as your, as your only recognised yeah, ruckman. But they're not even recognised, mate. Tim, we've spoken about this earlier in the episode. So you, that's the so failing you of the take list build. A ruckman. No, you don't, because what are we giving... You've only got to get him for the rest of the season. No, we don't. You have to offer them, don't you? Have the to... next year as well. Yeah, isn't you have to offer them that. Like, I'm not giving them a list spot for what purpose, for what reason, like, to, to do what? So we're carrying a fourth Ruckman who's further away from a game than Murkov. So do you just play Murkov if you need but we're, to? But we're just not going to... I just don't think we're going to get anyone at the Ruck position to justify taking 
at this time of year, we needed to trade in last year. Darcy Ford. Darcy Ford. Or whoever. Keegan Brooksby, you can name him. The really experienced depth ruckman. He looks like he can control the football too, Darcy Ford. But just really experienced depth ruckman. Um, Anthony Caputi, have we been stooged by the start we've had? Realistically, we're a 6-8 to eight team. Being 4-2, and two, it's much better than most of us expected. Oh, I think 4-2 and two is probably break-even. I think so. I mean, look, Frio in Frio should be a banana skin for most teams. Like they're they're a better than average side playing at the home ground. And, You've got to give and, them a bit of credit, and they outperformed us. Yeah. The frustrating one is obviously the Gold Coast because that was a winnable game for us that we didn't. Um, and now we go, we, now we go north and Adelaide in two weeks. You find out in the next two weeks if we're yeah, got to win both. If we're a legit side, we win both. Non-negotiable, and, and probably without concern. Mm. If we lose either, there are massive questions being asked about where are we at. Hundred uh, percent. And then lastly, Jimmy Faz, good friend of the pod. Why are events so much better at night it than during the sh- day? No, no, no. Let's go. Pete Rogers has just responded. Here comes a fifteen-plus minute rant. From Sean, um, did he? Did Jim? Hold on, that's definitely that's genuinely in there. And then Jimmy Faz responded against Fab, hopefully. So here's my thought, and I'm going to keep it brief. I'm going to keep it short because I have this discussion with people on Twitter three, to, three to four times annually, mm. and I said it to these boys here. You can be of any persuasion you want in this argument. You can argue for tradition. You can argue that day games are better. You can argue whatever you want. I don't care. But the second you say it's too late for kids or we can't have a barbecue, which is what, seriously, if you go back through our Twitter mentions... It's not that you can't have a... Some people prefer no, no, a day barbecue. People say... So you are talking grand final. Grand final day. Because the question people was about say, events. People say you can't Sporting have, events, you can't have a, a family get-together because the grand final's at night. It's better at, during the day. Laughable. Absolutely embarrassing contention. Of course you can. The event doesn't start at midday or 11 o'clock. It starts at 5 o'clock. And then the other one, as I said to the boys earlier, oh, the day drags on. Not the AFL's job to keep you occupied yeah, during okay. the day. Okay, yeah, but it's the AFL's job to keep the people who love the game no, happy. What, what do you mean? By what? What do you mean, keep them happy? There's, there's only 100,000 people that can be in the ground. Uh, this is a beautiful point. I love where you're going with this. Okay, so... How many more people would watch a game at night than at... A grand final. A day. grand final is going to get watched by the same amount of people day or night, I reckon. Nope. You reckon there's going to get more well, eyes? Why do more people watch the NRL grand final? Because like, some people work on a Saturday and they can't watch, but at night, more likely that they can. More likely that they can watch. And it's on prime time during the night. That's why really big prime time events aren't at 2.30 hmm. in the afternoon. Yeah, but just to go back to the kids... Like, think about it, back in the day, NBC weren't running Seinfeld at 2.30 in the afternoon. They're no, running no, no, at totally 9 o'clock. Now, my, my kids watched till half time in last year's grand final and then went to bed. So they missed the So they missed. So I'm, I'm playing devil's advocate. I've always said I prefer day grand final and I couldn't give a rat's toss back no, you if can, it's a night. You can. I, I, just, I just can't stand the rhetoric that always comes back is that kids can't watch. Of course they can. It's but, Saturday well, night. But it's school yeah, holidays. Not, and secondly, we can't have an event. Of course you can. Yeah, but a four year old, my four year old, can't watch the grand final. He does can't. Your four, does your four year old watch the grand final at the moment? If it's on during the day and you have watches the whole game, no. In fairness, I don't think the AFL's programming is going to be catering to your four-year-old. No, no, no. But what I'm saying is, a hundred thousand people, a hundred thousand people get in the MCG. A hundred thousand people are in the venue to watch the game. You're really good with numbers. Mm. Yeah. Five million people watch it on TV. The needs of the many 
outweigh the needs of the few. 100,000 people in the venue against 5 point whatever million people watching it on TV. It's a television decision. 2%. Who are you prioritising? The 2% in the ground? No, no, but the 98% <laughs> of people... Like, if I was to say, I'd rather have Timbo and yourself over for a barbecue during the day. So you have a bit of lunch, have a bit of a chat, blah, 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 pre-game, you know, you get all the... What are we doing for dinner? Like, and then... Mings. You, you're going. <laughs> Mings. Because <laughs> they've got the capacity. Um, then you watch the game, and then, you know, if, just say, you know, God forbid it's a Carlton game, then you can kick on. But... Why can't you kick on if the game No, no, I'm saying, but 10? otherwise, but, but if it's not... Then it's so when you're telling me when Carlton win the flag next, you're home by seven. You're when, home by seven. Carlton, so when Carlton win the flag next, mm. the siren goes. It's quarter past ten. You're going to go. All right, it's about it for me, boys. I'm going to head off no. to bed. No, no, that's no. Different. no it's come different. on, <laughs> come on. No, it's, it's like, not. But that's a that's a legitimate like scenario that Sean's talking about, and and people saying I'm not oh, liking this alliance late. number one. <laughs> the 2022 Sean Tim yeah. alliance is. You're a bit pally, you're So, but look, as I said, my whole point is, and just with Jimmy Faz, as his point here, and I think we're in lockstep. My whole thing is, have your belief, want it to be during the day. But don't make it about the barbecue. But don't make it about a barbecue. Don't make it about kids not being able to watch. Don't make it about this pedestrian nonsense. People saying you can't have barbecue. That's wrong. You can have a barbecue. Exactly right. I'd prefer. A day barbecue. I just I prefer the event to be during the day, and, and that's, that's my, fine. That's but fine. I also, from a spectacle, and I said this, but you can't do that. You can't have no, no, no. because. And I said flimsy. this from an event point of view. Nighttime allows you to do shows and fireworks and stuff. But I like Kelly always cracks it. Oh, AFL, they're so boring. They don't do like look at the Super Bowl. I said Kelly, it's a different market. Yeah, different. You're spending a different right. amount of money. I watch. I love the AFL Grand Final because I love the game. Yeah, and you're going to see the best game of football all year, hopefully. I'd rather see that during the day. That's just yeah. a personal preference. Yeah. And this is the thing, though, as Tim, you know, we've... The we've Grand Prix, I hate the night... Gra- uh, you are, you're right. There is more Grand Prix going at night. I think, I think that's a, a bit of television. Because it looks spectacular. I don't think it looks great at all. It looks spectacular. I like the daytime the flying night, the, over the bay, hidden uh, Albert Park. You haven't seen them fly over at Singapore. When yeah. they fly the Marina Bay in Singapore look, I, at night, I prefer it unbelievable. Look at look, it's it's. You haven't seen the the lights in the desert in Abu Dhabi when they did the first one there, and, and you just went, "Holy shit!" So that looks unbelievable. Put the footy on. Yeah, Timbo wants the footy. I love, no, how, I love so, how like with all the other bullshit we talk on the pod, yeah, so Timbo couldn't say, "Put the footy on." I just find it's a good. Uh, he did say it earlier. I, I just find. Did he? Yeah. Did I ignore him? Yeah. I said, I just find it's a chat where you go, I think sooner rather than later, we're going to go to a night grand final. I think it's going to be fantastic at the MCG, particularly. I think it's going to be a great occasion. It's going to be a great day. And it's going to make us all sit back and go, why did we not do this? Why have we delayed doing this for. It's been 25 years. Ross Oakley was talking about it when he was in charge. If Carlton won the flag, would we care if it was on during the day? I don't day think anyone or would night? care. I want to see Carlton lift a cup during the day. I don't, I don't know why. Maybe because it's just what's oh, in you're my gonna, head. You're going to turn around and go. Nah, I'm not. No, nah, I'm not accepting that. <laughs> Bullshit. Um, Sorry, so I'll just, put this on mute. And so, just not... in just in closing here, uh, just where are they playing? Launceston. Just in closing here on the whole uh, night grand final, blah 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 thing. I think that if you build a really cool event around it, I've been on Twitter about this in the past. If people want stuff during the day, you can build an awesome event around it. AFL don't have the capacity to do that. No, you could, because they used to. They're useless. So you could build an awesome event around it where the whole football calendar culminates 
on the MCG on grand final day. I've spoken in the past, do your NAB League stuff, have a big NAB League, sh- NAB League showdown mm. on grand final day like the 19s used to play. So that's if you want to watch a game of football, if the kids want to watch a game of football, bang, we've got a game at 11 o'clock. And then I'd, I'd love there to be... They tried to do it with like the Foxtel Cup, which wasn't a bad idea, but just lost all... You had, you had teams playing like Port Melbourne playing West Adelaide at the MCG mm. on a Tuesday night. Yeah. There's like six people there. So what you've got to do, the winners of the VFL, the Sandful, the Waffle, and maybe the, the Tassie League, you go into two prelims. Those two winners knock then out. play... Yeah, knockout. Knock those two winners then play on grand final day to crown a national state league champion. Great idea. Great idea. That happens at two o'clock. And then as the game that ends at maybe five, what is each time? Then you go into all-star weekend style. Every team has a representative. You do a grand final sprint. You do a goal-kicking challenge. You do a skills challenge. So every team has a representative, multiple representatives. Oh, when's our boy on in the goal-kicking? Yeah. Oh, what's the score to beat? Mm. Whatever. So you build a program around it, and then the game starts at whatever mm. time and bang all of that all day. of that is for broadcasting because 100% you're not going to have people sitting there in their seats and they used to I don't disagree with the con- I also think you can use Marvel you could use Marvel for these games like the MCG doesn't need to be used they used Punt Road a couple of years ago which was cool because it's in the shadows of the yeah. ground and it's in the precinct but all the stuff they do there now in the precinct in Yarra Park is brilliant and you're like create a scenario where the icing on the cake is grand final itself on grand final day. We've had a brilliant day celebrating the game and all that it is. Do stuff with the girls as well, of course, nowadays. Done. I think ultimately that's what they're going to do. The grand final day for the girls is going to culminate on the same day. No, well, it can't because the season's running from August to whenever. Oh, I thought it was running from August to like, it'll finish with the men. No? What? I thought it was. The season's going to run. What are you talking about, Matt? The season's going to run for 13 months. No, aren't they starting? They starting the twenty twenty two season like now, like in yeah, in August. It's not running for four weeks. Well, there's four weeks in September. Doesn't the season only go for seven weeks? No, Fabian. So what are they doing? Starting in August and finishing November? Yeah, December on. Oh. So it's a longer season because there's now what eighteen team competition. So, okay. All right, Timbo. Yes, you got one minute to give us Denzel's reserves wrap up. Yeah, Jay Hyatt went to the effort to give us a written summary of the game. so How I'm, long are you looking at reading No, that? no, I'm, look, I'll very much point form. Uh, it was very happy with the pressure that we put on, especially from the third quarter when we were three goals down. Do you want to tell us the story about Sotomaco? Oh, I don't know that we'll go to that one. That, yeah, that, no, that was good. It was a good story. Okay, I'll, 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 I'll add it. I'll add it at the end. But Shout out to Sods. <laughs> I don't think Sods is <laughs> listening to the podcast. may not be. You may have friends. But, yeah, but, um, but no, no, look, he ultimately said... Uh, he said, Dow deserves a run at the AFL. He said he was tagged very tightly, um, got a fair bit of the footy, kicked a goal, uh, including a ripper in the last quarter that got us going. Uh, O'Brien, he talked about 24 disposals, goal, used it well. Um, Stocker was playing the sweeper role across halfback, which, again, as we sort of say, is, is that the best use of the player? Is that where he's going to play later on? But um, spoke well. Um, led the bla- uh, the back line uh, in each quarter. So, again, on-field presence. And he's obviously, you know, 
uh, approaches his football quite cerebrally, which is good. Mm-hmm. Uh, he said Jack Carroll was a standout player on the day, both inside and out, used the footy well, 25 disposals, eight inside 50s, a couple of strong contested marks, kicked two, including the one that put us up in the last quarter. So yes. he's getting involved at the right time. So he sounds like he's ready for the step up in responsibility and, and play senior footy. So I look forward to that. Um, he said Kemp was playing deep forward on a much bigger opponent. So didn't get to play two with strengths and still is very much a, a work in progress. Uh, that's a frustration. What, what are we doing with him? Well, this thing, I, I could see him play on a wing. Like for, for the style of football the, that he is, mate, he, he doesn't he, have the wheels. What's Carlton short for? Wing. We're going to play everyone on the wing. No, no, well, I mean, but but you got to <laughs> break some eggs to make an omelet. Don't yeah, so, I reckon yeah. we should line up so four in the middle. We can line up the other fourteen blokes on the wing. Yeah. Look, he said Murkov still a ways off. You know, um, you hear some people say that he dominated and he had a great game and everything. I else. think a lot of people want him to be something he's not. At the moment. I think he's going to give you something in the centre circle and then after that I think he's in trouble. And I think that's that's the practicality as to where we're at. Would he get hit-outs? Would he get hit-outs to advantage? Yes. Would he be a liability as soon as the ball hits the ground? Absolutely. Or, or as soon as the ball leaves the centre circles? Yes. So uh, the, the one good thing that, um, that Jay said was that Daniel O'Keefe as coach was really impressive. Good to listen to. Calm, composed and measured. Focused on our team the whole time. Never mentioned Werribee or what they were doing. Just our structure and our way. Which, given what we're talking about um, earlier, I think augurs well for us. Um, so ultimately, he said that the two that you would expect would be promoted would probably be Stocker and Carroll. Um, but and, and look, we we talked this before, but Jay said the highlight um, of the day was Werribee's number three, Michael Sotomako, who turned the ball over on the wing which led to a point for us, obviously not a goal, and one of his teammates giving him the choice feedback of, oh, for fuck's sake, Sodas, get off the fucking ground. <laughs> so maybe all things aren't quite well in the player ranks down at Werribee, but... Um, that is the best, one of the best things about VFL footy. Local footy, yeah. Because VFL footy is still footy at a really good level. Correct, yes. But it's still But remain, it's up front, close and personal. It retains all the quaint charm and honesty of um, local footy. Correct. A lot of the time. It's very good. He Excellent. still allows to go out and like go around the, uh, the they, huddle? Mate, people take dogs out on the field at quarter time. <laughs> as as one of any our players one, player ever run into no, a mate, one steaming of our, dog turd? As one of our players once said, we were playing at Vic Park and we were walking across the oval before the game and there was a, it was a dog park, basically. Yeah. For outside the hours of two to five at this game day, it was a dog park. And he just looked at me, he goes, I'm not going to get tackled in a big pile of dog shit, am I? And I thought, it's a distinct possibility. This is a legit... I I actually carried three little dog turds off Zerby's Reserve during the under-9s yesterday. Zerby's gets an awful amount of love on this podcast. It's a great spot. Is that the the home of the Beverly Hills Junior Football Club? Yeah, and East Doncaster Lions, I think, in the Premier League Eastern Football League. Yep. Who had a win over my alma mater... Doncaster Sharks on Saturday. <laughs> the boys from Shrams. Correct. At Shrams. Your alma mater is the banana slugs. They are the banana slugs, absolutely. But uh, look, shout out to Jay Hyatt. Thank you very much for taking the time. Why are you being so readily open? Uh, don't don't his, mention I... his name 16 times now, Timbo. All right, when you my were just... man on the inside. <laughs> oh, my God. Did you just see that from Bud? Uh, it wasn't great. I knew that putting this game on would be... Again, dangerous. Timbo. I, 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 Timbo asked me to put it on. All right, hey, hey, we're twice. done. Timbo's, we're wrapped up. Timbo's we're blood. finished. 
We've Sean's run Hawks. An, we've run an hour and 47 again. Tight 45. I was really hoping to get that into about 120, but that's all right. Scrub. We'll, we'll work on that next week. Uh, for me, Sean Peterbutch, thank you very much for Timbo Slice. Always a pleasure, Sean. For Faber Ganoush. Arrivederci ragazzi. Lest we forget, by the way, it's Anzac Day. Thank you. Day before my birthday. You're not getting anything, Tim. No, I don't need it. Mings is closed on a Monday. And a public holiday, probably. Yeah, probably. Anyway. Amy Dumpling tonight instead. Going to the competitors. Okay. I feel like this episode will never end. (laughs) (laughs) Goodbye to everyone. What's the song? I don't know. Look at what you see.